0: Injured in a car accident, we cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. I got you. I got you. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Primetime. Primetime. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL prime time. Featuring Joe C. Dang it!
1: Matt Hayes. I'm not running over the Barnett Tower and heaving myself
0: off it. Mia O'Brien.
1: One of those bugs just flew in my head.
0: Yeah, and Leon Searcy. Keep
2: everything
3: above the way. Like now?
2: Like now? Man, oh man, oh man! Duval in December. It counts. It matters. There's more. Keep going. Back to back over the hated Titans, and then the Dallas Cowboys tried to ride in and ride out with a dub? No! Loser leaves town. Welcome in. XL primetime. We are ready to crank it out. This is a Modelo Monday, all right? You might want to find a cold Modelo later and keep celebrating this win because the Jacksonville Jaguars are relevant. They're in the hunt. They're on a two-game win streak and they're heading to the Big Apple slash New Jersey Thursday to take on the Jets and see if they can keep it rolling. We've got so much to do. you got the pop-off line right there waiting for you, and we would love for you to celebrate and just, just dish on Dallas. If you were just sick of seeing so many stars yesterday, well, you can make them see stars again. Make them dizzy by calling the pop-off line 904 207 70 71. That is the pop-off line. We would love to hear you. You can jump in. I I would think primarily on that game. Now, the Tennessee Titans lost to the L.A. Chargers, so you had a two-game flip. Uh, And I'm telling you what, Leon, the energy throughout the stadium, throughout Duval, the energy from Jaguar Nation far and wide. It is a good feeling to have this football team playing at this level this late in the season.
3: Well, you you know what, Joe? I I didn't go to the game. I wish I had gone to the game. I stayed at the house and watched the game, but the big fella went vertical again. <laughs> I went vertical again. Did you uh, get I, higher off the
1: ground? I got higher Wilson? off the
3: ground yeah. a couple of weeks ago when we won. But yeah, listen, this was a this was a team win. A, a gritty determination, uh, uh, finding a way. Uh, I, I, I can't the superlatives. I can't. I can't express myself and how proud I am of this team to just not give up. Be down seventeen in the third quarter and to just keep grinding, keep it because you know you you know. When the coach has got a heartbeat on this team, where well, this team just won't give up, this yeah. team will not give up. They're going to fist fight to the very end, and I was I was so proud to see that team, uh, just 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 keep going. And even listen, I, my heart almost dropped when when Trevor fumbled that ball. Yeah. But the thing, what he said was, and they were saying the narrative for Trevor Lawrence on the sideline was, "Coach, tell that defense to give me the ball again." I mean, to go to your coach. And to have the, the the whereabouts to tell him, hey, coach, I screwed up. Give me another chance. I'm going to get us. And and then to go down there and to score a field goal to push it in the overtime. And then everybody knows what happened with the pick six and everything like that. What about Evan Ingram? Yeah. What about Ingram getting out of bounds? I mean, listen, if he doesn't go out of bounds, he doesn't have the whereabouts to go out of bounds with like 20 some seconds to go in the game. None of this happened. We lose the timeout. Time ticks off the clock, and then the game is over. I mean, just just so many things that, that happened in that game just made you proud to be a Jaguar. And this team is, uh, you know, they, they celebrate and, 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 and watch the film and then, you know, go about the business of, of playing a very, very good Jets team on Thursday.
1: The thing is, I don't think this is like something that's rare. I, I think this team is now growing before our eyes right now. Mm-hmm. I think you're, you know, we've been talking about how Trevor has been ascending for the last month. This team has been ascending too. Mm-hmm. like, what do we say all the time? Get the quarterback, protect the quarterback. And, that's what they've done now, two straight weeks. Yep. And, and it's impacted the game significantly. So I, I think it's, it's so much more than just Trevor. And Trevor's he's unique, man. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you, if, if you don't think he's one of the ten best quarterbacks in the game right now, you're out of your mind. Um, it's more than him. It's, it's the way the offensive line is playing as a cohesive unit. Mm-hmm. It's the way they're running the ball again. And it's the way they're playing with confidence. Even if they... You know, you see them on defense, and they get beat. There's no doubt about it. They're beating coverage. You know, they, they take bad angles sometimes. A, a Lucon took a horrible angle on that third down run. But it doesn't affect them. It, they don't go into the jar. They still are at the point where, all right, we need a play. Let's make a play. And stuff like that. When you have a team like that that believes in itself and that is ascending, plays like the last play of the game where it a pass that should have been caught that wasn't and it gets tipped in the air. Those things happen for those teams.
3: Yeah, luck. Fo- listen, luck follows you when when you, when you're playing like the Jaguars are playing right now. The ball bounces in your hands. Remember, I always say the g- bad teams find a way to lose. Well, good teams find a way to win. This is a good team that's one game behind of their division rivals and could out- ultimately win out and make the playoffs. So I mean, the ball just bounces right. It's it's just it's just the law of I'm go, of nature, mm-hmm. averages, nat- averages <laughs> karma, whatever you want, universal, whatever it is. Stuff just starts. It's happening amazing for you. that it that, is.
1: that Lions game was truly a one-off. It truly was.
3: Well, it ain't a one-off
2: for the Detroit Lions. They've won six of the. No, 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 seven. no. But I mean, but are, I mean,
1: this team went yeah, there. Yeah. That's not
2: the same team three weeks no, ago. No, that's playing right now. And, and, and I can that way, right now. May, maybe losing that game the way they lost woke them or, up for Trevor Lawrence to yeah. call his team out. Mm-hmm. Don't don't. uh That was a big moment uh, in this football team's growth.
4: And here's the other thing too is, and again, I was not here in 2017. Mm-hmm. I know y'all were, but. When you looked at 2017, and again, hindsight is 2020, but when the ball was bouncing the Jaguars' way, when it came to the record number of fumble recoveries, interceptions, Saxonville, we saw the same thing then in 2018 with the Chicago Bears, where statistically speaking, you just cannot keep up that level, that Mm -hmm. turnover ratio. You just physically cannot keep that up because the ball isn't going to always bounce your way in that regards. What's different right now than was in 2017 is that you have a quarterback.
5: Mm-hmm, yeah. And in
4: this league that is quarterback driven, if you have the quarterback, that changes everything. Because the ball doesn't bounce your way, the defense maybe doesn't have that momentum and juice if the offense isn't bringing them back into the ball game. Down 17 nothing in the last 4 years. I mean, let's look statistically speaking overall. Oh, like I mean, th- this is in th- in the franchise's history. <laughs> Shout out to our guy, Scott Van Pelt on ESPN, for pointing this out last night. Because I know we didn't have the full statistic when it actually happened against the Ravens. But Mm -hmm. when facing a 17 point deficit in Jaguars franchise history from 1995 to 2021, they were 1 and 112. This year alone, when facing a 17 point deficit, they are 2 and 2.
2: Yeah. That's
4: the difference. The difference is. Yes, in 2017, you were getting those turnovers early mm-hmm. that forced defense or offenses to have to, you know, it forced them to pass, and yeah. then you could tee off on them because they were playing from behind. This is different. Being down 17 now, a way different feeling than the last few years.
2: You have the ability to score. And look, you cannot discount the growth of what Trevor Lawrence has shown Jaguar fans and all of Duvall over the last uh, half dozen weeks. You also have to acknowledge what other guys are doing. Travis Etienne's about to become a 1,000-yard rusher, okay? That means you finally have a running game, goes over the 100-yard mark, has made plays. And again, this is a football team that has struggled to hang on to the football, Etienne being the biggest among them. But he was able to button it up, Button down and get the job done yesterday. And then Zay flipping Jones, okay? This guy has come up as big as any in three of the last four games. He had the drops up in Detroit, but you go back pre- Against the Baltimore Ravens, you go last week against the Titans, and you go this week where the guy was just money all day long, and you can go on and on and on with the guys that were able to do stuff. And this is with injury. This is with Cam going down, Leon, and 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 things were not looking so hot. The ball pops out of Trevor's hands, and you're thinking, "Oh my God, it's happening again." And they were able to survive.
3: That. Well, you know, the defense had responded that way throughout the whole game. When this, when the game, when they were down twenty-one to ten. I mean, if our defense didn't buck up and, and create some stops and some turnovers and get some pressure, this game could have been blown. This game could have been 44-10 yeah. because the, the, the Cowboys had all the momentum. But then when the, the defense gets to stop and get, gets the offensive ball so they can meticulously go down the field and score points and keep themselves in the games. But if our defense doesn't make some necessary stops in that game, this game could, be, could have been out of control real early, and then we wouldn't have had that opportunity in the fourth quarter to actually come back.
2: There were three teams over the course of the weekend that came from 17 down. First time in NFL history that this has ever happened. Minnesota, unbelievable, okay, with what they did on Saturday. Uh, 33 points down, and we're able to come back. Cincinnati, trailing the Bucks. okay? uh, you know, Tom Brady, you don't quite know what you're going to get uh, week in, week out uh, from the GOAT. But anyway, since it was down 17 points, they were able to fight back, and then obviously Jacksonville was able to claw their way back. So if you were in the stadium yesterday, if you were at home, you can hit the text line designed by lifetime enclosures at six four one ten ten, or you can just scream from the uh, the, the Duval mountaintop uh, by hitting the pop-off line at 207 207- 70 71. JJ will feel those calls and we'll just replay the heck out of them yep. throughout the course of the show.
1: In October, when this thing was careening toward four and 13, mm-hmm. I mean, we're all saying, Well, you can't keep Jenkins, you can't keep Say Jones, you can't keep M- Evan Ingram, you got to keep all three of them. Jenkins is having this, the best season of his career. He's playing, he's unbelievable in run support. Yeah, you know, all everybody's going to remember is, is the. The pick six. He was fantastic yeah. in run support. He, he has kept had a creeping him up yesterday. Major step making forward this big year. Big tackles. Yeah. Tackles for loss. Um, got to keep him. You got to keep Zay Jones. I think you got to keep Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm.
6: I mean, you know, they, I, they, they have a little nuclious. Because right he's not under contract next year. They, they, well, they, yeah, they got, you got to yeah, figure out a way. got to figure out a way yeah. to keep him, is what I'm yeah. saying.
1: Yeah. They have a nucleus right now that if Calvin Ridley arrives and is the Calvin Ridley of old, I mean, they've got a chance. To do some damage offensively in this yeah. league next
2: year, yeah, and it might even be a situation where I, I I'd have to go back and look at the timeline. You know, I, I've, I've liked what I've seen from Zay. It's just been, you know, spots here, spots there. But heck, maybe even. The timeline says after that Calvin Ridley news came out that he said, "You know what? I'm gonna ball. I'm gonna make it as difficult as you possibly, as I could possibly make it, uh, to to say that I don't belong as a big, big piece of this uh, jag offensive machine." By the way, next year,
4: did you see Calvin Ridley was tweeting during
5: yesterday's yeah, game?
2: I yeah, know, I don't
4: know what the legality rules are no, as I don't far know if as bet on him, or you know, or right, or even can you tweet about him? Because yeah. I know like he can't even meet with Doug yet, but he right. can talk to the players or whatever the rules are. Uh, oh no, he was watching. He was watching, so yeah. it's, and again, like, here's the, 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 the struggle is you don't want to put the cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. We just heard from Zay Jones, which you'll hear that sound coming up from just a little bit from the bank. And Zay said, as soon as he was done this press conference this morning, yeah. which by the way, he didn't meet with any reporters yesterday. What an OG move. Mm-hmm. Uh, like literally you, you catch three touchdowns yeah. on six well, catches and you say, I want to go see my family. Right. I don't want don't I don't want to be... I don't, I don't wanna make it about me. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. let everybody else talk and then walks out, which is. Incredible. But it does seem like, and again, you, you could take me back to 2017. It doesn't seem like this team is reading into its press clippings that well, they're already well, thinking they've arrived.
3: Well, I mean, listen, I, I was out last night. Me and Big John Henry were out last night kind of cel- celebrating the fact Cowboys won the game. And uh, we was at a spot, Jaguars and a couple won. of Jaguar yeah. players came into the spot. And we, we congratulated them on the win. They had the right to celebrate, go out and celebrate a little bit of this stuff like that. So they showed us love, I showed them love back and I told them. I told the guys, I said, Don't let this game be your Super Bowl. I said, You got work to do. You got a lot of work to do. And and, and that's gonna be the challenging thing for this team moving forward because we always talk about maturity. If you if you're a young team, you know, you tend to over celebrate the fact that you beat the Cowboys, America's team. Everybody's patting you on the back. You're getting national coverage, you're getting all the, the attention now, whatever. You still got work to do. You you still enjoy it, but now once you enjoy it, now it's the it's the, the now you're in the hunt. Now you control your destiny, and there's no better position to be in as a player, as a team, as a franchise, is that you win out. You're in the playoffs. Now th- the playoffs thing might be a, a year too early, because maybe we're thinking next year. But this team, if it can win out, beat the Jets, beat the Texans, and beat the, the Titans, this could be ni- this could be '96 rebooted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there this could is- be '96 yeah, rebooted. We're talking it. about 27- 2017. Yeah,
1: it. we're talking about 2017. That 2017 was lightning in a bottle. It, it, it truly was.
2: And just to, just to highlight that a little bit, they caught a lot of backup quarterbacks. All right, what 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 Jacksonville experienced going out to LA and beating a bruised rib Justin Herbert, that was a lot of Sundays going back to 2017. And then the other part of it is they forced turnovers and they got up on teams, which obviously let them kind of, you know, just fire up the the, the rush on right. the side. And so you're right that this in a lot of ways, especially I, if you look at the way that team finished down the stretch, losing to Blaine Gabbert, Frisco, uh, Arizona. It was, it was not, an, not a pretty finish to that season before they got on the roll in the postseason.
4: Real, but, quick, real quick on that, just real quick, Matt. Sure. I would like to um, – my guy, Gus Logue, does a little bit of Big uh-huh. Cat Country, does a little Sports Illustrated, tweeted out earlier this weekend That, in his opinion, if you look at the Jaguars' wins this season, prior to yesterday, those five wins, each of those five teams maybe had their quarterback. Mm -hmm. Maybe the quarterback wasn't banged up, but they were without their number one wide receiver. Week two, Michael Pittman for the Colts, Keenan Allen for the Chargers, Darren Waller for the Raiders, Rashad Bateman, Traylon Burks. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, the Cowboys had everybody. everybody. And you want to know what the Cowboys' receivers and receiving threats did? Michael Gallup, one catch, two yards on two targets. Dalton Schultz, who we all were so worried about, Mm -hmm. two catches, 15 yards on four targets. And, yes, while C.D. Lamb was going to get his because he is a top-10 wide receiver, in my opinion, he still shut those other two guys down, and that was with a healthy Cowboys wide receiving core. That is why yesterday was such a statement win.
2: And and Pollard, the combo of Zeke and Pollard, when Zeke bounces off defenders into the end zone and they're going up early, you're you're thinking, okay, that one-two punch is really going to start to take off, and it never really did. And the fact that that pass rush that the Dallas Cowboys, the stat was thrown out there this morning, that Dallas pass rush was supposed to scare people coming into the bank. It was supposed to, you know make Trevor uncomfortable. I have to go back and look at the number, but I want to say seventy two. Snaps in the last couple of games, they have they've only gotten one sack when when trying to get to the quarterback. Trevor That's was a, so
6: slippery yesterday, yeah, though. Yeah, oh he my was. God, he and, was. And amazing. you know what,
2: dude? That's the development. That's the development of him understanding his you know his place in the pocket and how he can move.
3: Well, I mean, that game yesterday reminded me a lot of the Oakland game where Devontae Adams in the first half was just lethal. We couldn't do anything against him, and, and he was scoring all getting all these yards against us or whatever. And then in the second half. Whatever we did, we bracketed him, and he was just, he wasn't effect, as effective mm-hmm. in the second half as he was in the first half. Remind me a lot of yesterday. C. D. Lamb was just lighting us up in the first half. We we had no idea man coverage. He was just outrunning um, who, who was who was on him uh, in in the yeah, game. Hernan 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 was he was just yeah, outrunning them. Which almost. is interesting
1: how in the fourth quarter they decided oh maybe we should just let Tyson Gamble follow him.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: The last two drives, I think Tyson Gamble exactly. Was so following. we
3: bracketed him. We did the same thing. So I mean those to the defensive coordinator to uh I mean you probably should have started the game off like that instead of having mm-hmm. Trey Herndon on them it, then you have Tyson Cameron and then wow, you got locked up a little bit against Tyson Cameron when he ran with him. Mm. Go figure.
2: Yeah, and that's what you're trying to find. Yeah. Is those those cats on that side of the ball that can take ownership of their area of the football field. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to one of your classic lines, and I'm just paraphrasing, but, you know, my battle, my one-on-one, if I win that one, we've got a chance to win. And that's basically what those guys have to look at. And look, I'm with what Mia said, I thought, I thought that now the Titans did have success, but I thought Dalton Schultz was going to have success, and they were, gonna, right. you know, they were basically going to wear out the, the, the linebacker coverage. And, heck, Josh Allen had to drop uh, when, that one, uh, when the one catch was made on the right-hand side by the tight end and you're like ah
1: you know this is yeah, but I don't fault him for that because yeah.
2: that that's a that's a coaching decision that's a scheme yeah.
1: decision it's a bad it's just a bad play call is yeah this. well it was the I, call. I will say this yeah I will say this and it, we've ripped him for two months he had a really good game yesterday Josh mm-hmm. allen mm-hmm. so did Arden key yeah yeah I mean mm-hmm. that d line that's another guy you got to resign yeah that d line I'll tell you what man and we've been giving them a lot of grief of late sure but sure. we say it every I'm every and week smoke, and I'll say and, it again yeah Get to the quarterback, protect the quarterback, and they did both. Yeah. They that's how you win games in the
2: league. Yeah, and that's even with the injuries. Jawan was out for a bit, came back in. Cam goes, you know, gets hurt. Uh, Walker Little's in there. Uh, what did you think overall of the job that they did on the offensive line?
3: Uh, well, you know, I, I think um, Walker Little did a suffice job. For, well, Cam wasn't got hurt, if he didn't get beat inside. But Mark. Uh, Mark by Walker m- m- yeah. by uh, Walker's guy uh, by uh, what's his name, Michael Parson. But mm-hmm. well, that's another story. But for the most part. He was solid. He was solid on the right and the left side. It was good to see Jawan came back after that hamstring issue because I was concerned on who the hell was going to play at right tackle if, if he would have been out the game, but right. he sucked it up. But, yeah, the whole offense – listen, the whole offense line did an adequate job, a little more than an adequate job when you got the fierce Dallas Cowboy defense and only got one sack. Yeah. They got a lot of pressures now. They, they, you know, they get paid too, but for the most part, they kept him off of Trevor. And like you said – Trevor was slippery in that pocket. Mm-hmm. That, that's why his his maturation process has just grown before our eyes. Because maybe earlier in the year he takes that sack or he takes that pressure or he throws off his back foot. Now he's moving and maneuvering, finding those little spots, those little angles to where he could yeah. throw the football. So that that's just growth. I just love to see stuff. The one
1: like little that. Johnny Manziel play where he spun out, yeah, rolled out and threw it just a little too low for Ingram. Just couldn't. He's quite got Ingram got in. catch that ball. That bro. was he does, but that was I mean. That would have been the all time I mean that would have been a play that people talk about forever that one. That yeah. that would have been a phenomenal.
3: Play. But we also need to tell him too when you spin out and you run and you got the first you don't need five yeah, more yeah, yards. Yeah, just yeah. Get, just get down. Cuz I'm telling you, my heart dropped when he fumbled that ball. It it, it oh, did. Yeah, it just yeah. cuz I knew what the narrative was going to be if we had lost that game. couldn't control the, the fumble and all that kind of stuff. But have At three timeouts bro I know but I'm saying to go on the That's side a little line, bit hacker of you by the way I, I know he's growing on me
6: <laughs> <laughs> also here's it's another developmental man. thing with Trevor like when he used to throw a pick you know I not quite AR you know levels of uh bad body get language and, yeah, 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 yeah but yeah. he was and he would get in his head a little bit now he throws a pick he went he threw like four touchdowns after that yeah, It was yeah. amazing. It didn't affect him whatsoever.
2: Right. And, and you know what? It's, it's the maturity of that one doesn't need to be the story. Let's make the next play the story. The very make- next
1: play was yeah, yeah. The, like when he threw the pick, they got the ball back. His first pass after that was that unthinkable throw, which you see it like a pro day. They say, all right, spin out of the pocket. Roll out and throw it deep. That yeah. double
2: move. By yeah, it was
1: unreal, that yeah. throw. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, it really was. And, and by the way, on the receiving end, now Christian Kirk made an unbelievable play. Oh, yeah. Zay D- made yeah, some yeah. Un- unbelievable yeah. plays. And so you're you're seeing chemistry, development, maturity, belief, you know, all the things that you would like to see. And and I tweeted this out yesterday, and I firmly believe this, all right? We saw the generational one come in here a year ago, and he is now looking generational because of what Doug Peterson has done for, for right. Trevor Lawrence, right. and it needs to be pointed out. Let's make it the 10-10 take, J.J., real quick, because honestly, as much as I love what 16's doing, there's there's other credit that needs to go around. Now,
0: Joe C's 10-10 take. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue.
2: Local pit masters since 68. You know, you might even call it. The main course with all those sides at Sonny's because they got all those great sides. Was
4: there last night, as a matter of fact? Yeah, of yeah. Ribs, whoo, yeah. so
2: good. Always good. All over the first coast, you can find them, and you can obviously get ready for the next tailgate with some Sonny's. But honestly, we're talking about complementary pieces. There are a lot of good things that are happening around Trevor. But make no mistake, the direction of Doug and Duval is paramount to the success of Trevor Lawrence, the fact that he has a plan, he has a playbook, he has a uh, belief system that he has put in place that you will take chances, you may make mistakes, we're going to grow from every single play, and we're going to be better as we go along. And Doug Peterson has instilled confidence, belief, and playmaking ability for this franchise going forward. And I think it's it's, as much Trevor's growth as it is Doug Peterson being in Duval, uh to the to see the sum total of what has happened here in December. That's for sure. That is the ten ten take. I just don't think we should be discounting what Doug's done to this point.
3: No, the the fight and the grid of this team is directly on the coach's staff. That that it doesn't matter where we are in the game, how many points we're down. Now, as you move forward into the, to the playoffs, if this happens for us, you can't you can't have good teams be down fourteen. And think you're gonna come no, back in the playoffs. True. But right now, this team has fell behind a couple of times and they've come back and they've showed the grit determination and they've gotten it done so I mean it has to go off to the coaching staff because that that team could have easily folded this 10 to say this game and, was over
2: and wouldn't you agree like a, a mr. Mellow
3: attitude
2: you called him Dougie Fresh in the beginning and mm-hmm. that mellow attitude that maybe that chill approach, that, that's working well, right well, now.
3: It's, it's like it's unwavering, which yeah. means that Doug is going to be Doug no matter what, if you're Same. up by 20 yeah. or you're it's down by 20. Down. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and as, as a player, you can appreciate that because you, you don't get a coach who's all happy one day and then curse you out the next day. He's just kind of even stream. And yeah. As a player, you can appreciate that because he doesn't – he doesn't fluctuate up and down depending on if you're winning or losing. I yep.
6: give De- uh, Dewey Winger uh, all credit for the never-die attitude on this. Yeah.
3: Oh, you know what? It's a damn good
2: point. It was uh, always
4: the Jags. <laughs> he
2: put the do and Duval, D-E-W, <laughs> Duval. All right, but, yeah, but the other thing about Dougie is that he me. believed uh, in the beginning that, you know, you, you called a bunch of plays and a bunch of them were pass plays instead of run plays. <clears throat> ETN running the football after the yeah. the the fumble order. That was big, too, for, from Doug's department as far as play calling goes all right madela moment make it yours it is the pop-off line and you can be the superstar 904 207. 70, 71. You need the number, you call JJ. More than anything else, we would just love for you to come with a little energy. Last week it was suck it, Mike Vrabel. This week you can make it whatever you want. D- Dallas, get the hell out of Duval. Whatever you come up with, we would love to hear it.
4: America's county took down America's team. Yeah, I yeah. love that one bush drive, Rich. I heard it on Jaguars today on my drive into work.
2: Yeah, bring it, man. Bring it. It is XL primetime fired up after a big win over the cowpoke.
7: This is what it sounds
0: like
2: when
7: the boys cry. He <laughs>
2: go Jacks. Yesterday felt like the Hail Mary, David Garrard to Mike Thomas. What a feeling. And New York, we're coming for you, baby.
0: Monday kicks off the week. Kick Monday night off with a cold Modelo, the official beer of the college football playoff.
4: We're on to New York. That is the pop-off line. Have your Modelo moment. Join in on our conversation here on a Monday edition of XL Primetime, 207-7071, the number to reach us at, as Joe C. alluded to. We'll take all of your cowboy slander. We will take all your who's your MVP. Uh, We have some great ones as well on the text line, Design My Lifetime Enclosures, uh, courtesy of 2725.
2: You know what I would like if they could? Crop. Did you see this
4: one? Crop Dust a Cowboy? Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's one. I enjoyed all the how about them jags. Uh, I didn't even realize when I posted that to all the 1010XL social platforms Mm -hmm. that, oh, uh, like I did it because if you remember the Colts finale last year. Trevor got on the microphone and yelled, how about them Jags? That's why I posted it. And everyone was like, oh, my God, the Cowboys. And I was like, oh, I didn't even put two and two
2: together. It worked perfectly. And look, if you can crop dust the cow pokes, you can do whatever, uh, but just come up with any any type of theme to just just make sure that Dallas, every last one of them, is out of town. By the way, I've heard from a couple of uh, Cowboy fans here locally. Uh, Herndon, who used to play at UCF was he said, I may have to convert. I may have to convert. And he shot me a little, you know, meme. I'm like, dude, the, the scoreboard early in this game to the scoreboard at the end, and then it shows uh, Dak trying to get into the trash can, basically being tossed in there. I, I loved it. I loved it. But if you could come up with anything to dis on Dallas, 207-70-71, uh, uh, it's got to feel good for a lot of fans out
6: there. By the way, I think something else happened yesterday. What, what Excuse what, me. What was that, Jason? And it's... Been happening the last few weeks with this run the Jags are on. Frank, I think, has inadvertently accepted like he has a go-to now. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah that yeah. has made its way into all the amazing calls. Frank has been killing it with well, calls. He... No, his call is, how good is how that? How good is that? Oh, he that's, okay. that's, right.
1: that's, uh, that's He says that
4: but in everyday I... conversation, yes, that's people. A, uh, we were, uh, yeah. He and I were
1: texting yeah. about this morning. We say that. How long have we said that? For but, three, but, but, three but, decades, Joe? Yeah, but How JJ good is JJ that? He's right. He's, got both he's nailed it now. Nailed it. Yeah,
6: then he's got two. Yeah, he's got both of them rolling.
4: Right. I want people out there to know. He's yeah. not faking the how good is that. Oh, my He comes in here and talks to There's nothing fake about
6: those Frank calls from yesterday. Yeah, Holy crap. He <laughs> it was... It was awesome. Did man. you
4: notice, too, Baselli actually showed emotion? I had lots of people tweet, <laughs> no. tweet me this morning, and they were like, Baselli showed emotion. Because Logs is always getting up in those videos, which uh, you can check out on the Jaguar social pages of the booth. Like, Logs is always, it doesn't matter the situation. Like, he's, you know, quietly, like, yo, go, go, like into it. And Baselli's usually just sitting there with his, like, hands Measures. folded, looking at his papers. And not yesterday, baby. Yeah. Yesterday. If you, if you
1: listen to that game, that play by play, JJ, the last one, I think Frank is, like, shocked and he doesn't know what to say. Like.
8: Looking, looking, fires middle of the Before field. Before how good is, is that? Picked off. It is picked off by Sean Jenkins. Like right here. He's running it back along the right sideline. That is going to be a touchdown. That is going to be a touchdown. The Jags are going to win it on a Sean Jenkins pick six. Are you kidding me? How good is that? For like a brief
1: moment, he was like, "Wait, is this what happening? The hell just <laughs> 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 this can't be happening." He
3: was out of breath or something.
1: Huh? <laughs> no, he was like, "I guarantee you, do, like, did that really happen? Oh, am, yeah, I, uh, am I watching it? Do
6: my eyes deceive me?" Type of thing. <laughs> we also need to give a shout out to a guy that no one's been talking <clears throat> about, but Patterson, man, like the Riley, guy,
5: the give guy, him his
6: exactly. We thought for sure the kicking game for the Jags would cost them at least like two games this year. It really hasn't. I mean, he's been decent. He's, he's made solid, the cakes yeah. he's needed to make. Yeah. It, Do you it, remember
4: when uh, the kicker, the other kicker, hit Coach Campo? That, that's, oh, yeah. that yeah. seems oh, like that seems that. like years ago. That was only like five months ago.
6: Yeah, that was. By the way, speaking
1: of that, him. I, I actually think that maybe Trevor Lawrence should be a candidate for comeback player of the year. Mm-hmm. For all the crap he dealt with last year, with that megalomaniac, consider how far he's come. Could he not be comeback
6: player of the year? Probably is a favorite.
3: Yeah. Usually that's a lot That's to for an injury. That's injury. I know it yeah, is. Yeah, I know yeah. it is. But I mean, mentally, yeah. mentally hey, he, in was psyche, bro. he was damaged. Like, <laughs> psychologically. Man. Yeah, he mental health just as important he as was, Yes. Uh, he was uh, tormented yeah, last.
2: Year. That's for sure. But I, I I just give him so much credit uh for developing and understanding. And we've talked about it a bunch, Leon, the game slows down for you, and you definitely have painted pictures for us about the game slowing down. And it truly looks like he has an understanding, a, a wealth of knowledge right now, a base to work from where he ain't panicking, he ain't freaking, uh, and and it's slowing down. I,
3: I told you it's a phenomenon I cannot explain. It happened to me when I was in the NFL. The game was just blitzing right by me. My first year I, I started and I was terrible and I couldn't understand how I go from being a, a national champion at Miami and coming to the league just god awful mm-hmm. but what, what's fast like people always say that what's fast ev- everything the, the the what's fast is the is the, it your the, reaction the, time or the, the game the tempo the temperament okay uh the blitzes the stunts the, everybody just seems a, a lot faster and then and you start to question yourself as a player cuz you you're you're always behind but it's just It's mental reps. It's physical reps. It's in the film room. It's just working on your craft. It's working on your craft. And then that one day, that one day you—it's literally one day, bro. You get in the game and you go up against somebody, and the move he makes, you see it before he does it. I can't. And I explain it to you. It might be happening to Trevor. The reason why he's playing so well, right? But he's—he's got to be seeing things better and faster and quicker, and he's responding. His reaction time to it has got to be faster. He's seeing it. He's seeing the, the – the, they were breaking it down earlier today. He, he's seeing the coverage. He's seeing when guys sitting on here. He's seeing what the receivers are doing. He's, all that stuff, he's making decisions a lot quicker than he did earlier in the season or even last year, and that's why he's having the success he's having.
2: Very simple, 207-70-71 if you want to hit the pop-off line and, and, and hype up Trevor, uh, hype up the idea that they're going up number one versus number two because Zach Wilson and the New York Football Jets are next. And, boy, were they being second-guessed yesterday about the time, uh, timeout use down the stretch as they ended up losing that game to the Detroit Lions. But I mean, this, this day really is all about beating Dallas. By the way, one of the Dallas headlines, uh, as you can expect, uh, it's more about Dallas screwing up than it is about Jacksonville. Winning the Cowboys are running out of steam at the worst time is one of the headlines, and I'm going to keep looking for them uh, because they are everywhere. Cowboys' troubling trend bubbles up at worst possible moment uh, in the pick six overtime loss to the Jaguars. They certainly did screw it up. Yeah, they did. I they mean, were up 17. they they
6: had a second and two or three or what was the first down run they had when they were trying to run the clock out? Was it six yards or something like that? It was a good run. And then it was third yeah, and four, short. Yeah, the ball, yeah. Um, and then they – that was the dumbest yeah, play call ever on terrible. third down. No,
1: actually, I think what it was is it was, like, even shorter than that. And then Jenkins had a tackle for loss. Yes. He blitzed from the corner yeah. on second down. It made down. it third and four. Mm-hmm. And then it had they but, had a throw on that
2: play. Yeah, I thought it was third and long.
6: Uh, Maybe. I, I, I think it third was and medium. I'm, I'm not exactly I don't
1: know, but sure. I'm almost positive Jenkins been. had the yeah. tackle for loss yeah. right there on second down. Yeah. that forced it. But either well, way, they
3: you wa-
6: didn't expect them to go deep. Right no,
3: well, they well, they were going for the juggler. Yeah. yeah. They, they were, were going for the kill. But they
6: like, were. A guy's gotta be open to make that play. Yeah, Fifty Don't yards in the air.
2: That. Uh that was definitely going for it. That's, That's for not, sure. Like
1: what was that decision, yeah. too, by the yeah. way?
2: Yeah. And look, Mike McCarthy's gonna be second guess no matter what he does. That's just the way it the, the way it works in Dallas. And they are on his case. And Sean Payton's probably feeding them fuel, you know, to go after him. Uh because you run it, you get second guess. You throw it, you get second guess, but whatever. It's the beginning of the end for Mike McCarthy if they keep blowing it like this and Again there were there were 17 point leads. What did we say about the Colts on Saturday? What did they do? They blew it, right? Tom Brady had a 17-point lead against the Bengals. They couldn't hang on, and, and then obviously Dallas blew it yesterday. How about that
6: option play they called on like third and one? Uh, like, there was so many like head scratchers from uh, the Cowboys. Oh, the speed you, option was Yeah, it? Yeah, it was speed. Dak could have got that. Well, wait, is that he,
4: the one where Foyer It was like a seven-yard loss right
6: yeah, before yeah. that half. Foye blew it up. Yeah, yeah. It, it
2: it did feel like it was coming out of that early Doug Peterson playbook. It, it really <laughs> did at that point. And that's why I was happy not to see it, uh, it, it on the black uh, black and teal side.
4: So we we've given Riley Patterson. Anderson his flowers. We've yep. obviously talked about this Jaguars offense and Trevor Lawrence, but I do want to dive into just how historically significant Ray Sean Jenkins' performance was yesterday. Mm-hmm. 18 tackles, two passes defended, two interceptions, including the first pick six of his life. Yes, he told us post game he never had one in Pee Wee, he never had one in high school, he never had one in college. He never had one in the NFL, and he was actually thinking about it earlier this week. So, obviously, a significant game for him, but the first time since 1991 when tackles began being recorded that a player put those numbers up. And what I really want to give the context to is the fact that Rayshawn Jenkins had two passes defended all of last year. He had two yesterday alone.
2: And, all right, just to add to that, he had as many taunting penalties as he had correct. passes defended a year ago correct, uh, which was just unbelievable and look we were Rayshon fans and then he just obviously didn't play as well as he should have a year ago but I gave him a ton of credit and you want to talk about historically speaking I mean this is rare air that he just entered with the game that he put together it, it, it's something else it really is you want to do a little funky on him you guys don't know whether you can get yeah, this one or not this is not it. easy but let's at least do it
0: time now for a funky fact Get Funky with Funky Buddha.
2: And and we're talking about major performances from Zay Jones and from Sean Jenkins because this stuff doesn't happen. But they came from 17 points down. Funky Buddha, by the way, during the holidays, if you're festive, get funky. Uh, Look in the cooler section of your local grocer and make sure you pick up some cool craft uh, from Funky Buddha. Uh, But the Jaguars came from 17 down. Rayshawn Jenkins with the 52-yard interception return. And it was a huge game-changing interception Seventh longest. Okay, I don't know how they keep track of this stuff, but seventh longest game-winning interception for a touchdown uh, since 1974. All right? But it's the longest since 2015. Can you name who did it? They had a return a return of 59 yards. And it's a in, walk-off? In overtime, yeah. This is not easy. But I, I just say. want to remind
6: everyone, Rayshon is a Miami Hurricane.
2: Yes, he is. Since, who, since what year are you seen? Uh, 2015. 2015. So it was a 52-yard walk-off winner for Sean, the longest since this happened uh, by this individual in 2015. It Stephane was Stefan Gilmore, 59 yards. I'll just say it's for me. It wasn't like a, a huge name.
4: Okay, so it's not. Yeah, uh, it's it, really is that's Stephon
2: Gilmore. Yeah, it's a Stephon Gilmore is a pretty big name. Oh yeah, yeah. one Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah.
6: Uh, yeah, it's just it's uh, not Jalen. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah. I don't have anything. All right. If it's not a big name on defense, I'm really not gonna yeah. get it.
2: So I mean, mm. I'll just throw it out there, just go ahead and give it to you. It's it's Robert Alford uh in twenty fifteen mm. and he returned it fifty-nine yards. Oh, Bobby so, Alford, of course. Yeah. And and I just never I mean, you wouldn't consider him like a, a big name. I'm looking over at Leon. I mean, I have so, no idea. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that that just shows you, but 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 Ray in some other circles probably saying who is that you know, who's that? I just love the fact that he has been able to step forward this year. We're talking about a lot of players answering the challenge of becoming, what would you call them, Life, lifeline Jaguars? Yeah, yeah. And, and you've got yeah. to give him credit for basically changing a lot of people's opinions of, of, of who Sean is uh, in the team. Well,
3: I mean, he was tremendous yesterday, especially in run support. I mean, getting up in eight-man boxes and and controlling Zeke and putting the, the hits on Pollard. Uh, yeah, he, he was solid. He was absolutely solid. You have 18 tackles. Now you don't want your safety making having eighteen tackles, but if you need him to make him, then it's mm-hmm. good that he's there to make him. Yeah. But then the two picks too, and then the the bone crushing interception the, the, the end the game. Well, I mean, come on now. Yeah. That's just solid. Now who who? Now was that a deflection or was this just? just it was was, it was was that it was Trey hern in his bread basket. Yeah. Okay, because I initially I thought I thought Trey up. Herndon, who, who was covering him at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe he got a hand on it, but he just it he, went inside his stomach. And as he was
1: falling over, he, he flipped.
3: He flipped. I'm, yeah. I'm showing the
2: TLD last night, and I'm saying this is the Jaguars version of the immaculate reception, right? Oh, yeah. exactly. It is. Yeah, yeah oh, they're, they're celebrating 50 years, I and mean, basically that's what this felt like. It wasn't touching. Uh, fertilizer well, or grass, uh, but it was that close to the ground. Well,
3: guess what? Ten years from now, it's, it's going to have even more magic. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And- hey, hey, think about this
1: real quick. Real quick. Rashawn Jenkins' season. 95 tackles. 60 solo. Two forced fumbles. Three picks. One return for a touchdown. 11 passes defended. Yeah. And, and they've asked. That's a... That's a Almost, you're almost there to a Pro Bowl season right there. Well, I mean, he right was now. the
3: one complaining about that fact yeah. that Jaguars didn't put his name on the list for the Pro Bowl. Yeah, that is. And that's how you answered the bell. Oh, you're not going to put me on the list? Okay, I'll that's go a, there. That's a Pro Bowl I season. Like that is, that. For safety, for that's a, safety, a Pro, safety, Pro Bowl yes, season, man. Because
2: they've had a rota of guys that have either had to walk up in the box, which Rayshon has done his share of that, obviously uh, Dewey and Cisco, and just the fact that Rayshon's been able to front end, back end, safety play. Uh, he he deserves a lot of credit.
4: What did you guys think of the Jaguars' defensive scheme? Obviously, we're judged, judged on dubs. I, yeah. know, I, I think that, yeah. you know, it, this is a win. It's a huge win. It was a team win, and that's what we're going to talk about on this victory Monday. But there were a lot of moments yesterday where we were still looking around, and right. the players in the locker room, for what it's worth mm-hmm. in the post game admitted this too.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: That defense still has a lot of questions to yeah. answer down the stretch. Yeah.
3: Well, we still can't play man. Right we can't we, we don't have anybody we don't we got one any, guy that can play we man. got one guy who can co- play man man to man football cover wise mm-hmm. other than that we we've got to do different stuff in the in our secondary scheme and in, in our front four scheme and our linebacker scheme in order to, to to make hay because we we can't play man so we got to we got to mix and match when it comes to man and zone and all that you, kind of stuff
1: you know what i will say though Darius williams played pretty well when when they on the rare occasions they play man mm-hmm. he's there but guess what they also he's there. moved
3: him outside
2: Right, that's
1: what I'm saying. So, if, if you're in man and in a, you got a pre-snap read of a man, of
3: man, you're looking right at 37 every time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Every time. Yeah, absolutely. And he gets picked on every time. Yeah, especially when he's in the slot. C.D. Lamb torched him in the first half mm-hmm. in the slot.
2: He can't cover
3: him. Right. He was two and three yards behind him every time he ran a route.
2: And, and, and for what it's worth, that's first round versus undrafted, but right. that's just yeah. the way it is. Right. I mean, he's, he's a member of this team, he's been a member of this team, played inside. That's why you guys know I shook my head right from the jump. You can't tell me Darius isn't playing outside Correct. with the money they spent, and it just never happened that
4: Right, way. and that's where, again, and we have all offseason to talk about what they'll do in the draft. Yeah. That's where my question becomes, do you really – especially knowing it's a very deep corner draft, do you say we move Darius to the perimeter and mm-hmm. we draft a corner – or excuse me, a nickel corner, which you can get in the, in the third or fourth round and you don't have to spend a premium first-round pick on that mm-hmm. corner – or do you say, well, we also don't know how much longer Darius will be here. Slash, well, you know, how, what our long term well, <clears> plan is? Do we draft another corner to go opposite uh, Tyson Campbell, who can also play man?
3: Yeah, I, that I, that sounds good. But if it, if it's me at this point with the way Trevor's playing, I'm looking to outscore you then out defend you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, give I, I, I will. I want to give. I give i I'll, I'll, I'll give Trevor another another. I know we got Calvin Ridley coming in. I will give him another wide receiver. That can, that can stress your mm-hmm. defense. I, I want Trevor scoring. I want him scoring I'll tell you what 35 to 40 points. And I've a been game.
1: saying wide receiver all along. Yeah. The hope is that Ridley is who Ridley is. Yeah. I might even take Michael Meyer and just Meyer. and just literally sit him up. Then you've got a six foot six, two hundred and sixty-five, two hundred and seventy-pound kid who's a beast who can block and receive. And you've got Evan Ingram. Those two guys in uh-huh. the field at the same time. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Which is what
2: Dan Arnold, right, they would but, like. But right, but Dan not. Arnold is not that right, type. he's not. Yeah. He's not because he can move and he can be an inline blocker, but he's just not. If you, so he's right, if you have
1: a tight end who can block, yeah. who can legitimately block. Exactly. You how much yeah. stress that puts on oh a defense? And,
2: and look, Manhurts did his job yesterday on that big play. So let's give him credit. because No, he, no, I mean a tight end that an can an, block and be a threat in I agree, in the I agree, because Manhurts it's is just, not both. Yeah, It'll kill and, you. It'll and, kill defense. And Dan Arnold was supposed to be at least in the beginning. And and I, you know, look, I'm, I'm premature on a lot of things. You can you can take that for what it's worth. The idea that I had the house that Arnold built, and I had Caldwell as the uh, assistant coach of the year. A little, a little, you know, a little premature on both of those. But at the same time, I like the fact that you might be able to complement Ingram with a physical tight end, a real legit tight end. Well, then then you do what Dougie loves
1: to do. Then yeah. you then you got the tight ends. Then you yeah. do those bunch sets. And then you're going to crush people. You're literally going to
2: crush people. Yeah. That Which way. is what he loves, that tight right. double tight.
4: Uh, for what it's worth, Mike Caldwell walked through the locker room yesterday. And uh, I, at least this was my read on the situation. Mm-hmm. I guess in the post-game celebration, he got a little nicked up in the ankle. May or may not have had to go to uh, the medical <laughs> trainers because a lot of the players were giving him some uh, some smack for that. Yeah. But hey, listen, Mike. So was, he had to get in the pit. Yeah, he was yeah. walking through walking through the locker room with no issue. But a lot of the guys were like pointing at his ankle, being like, yeah. "You good? You good?" Yeah. So at least that was my read on it. I do want to touch real quick though um, on the linebacking core uh, mm-hmm. before we take our next break because I agree with the text line, Design My Lifetime Enclosures, and the folks that said. If the Jags were to have lost yesterday, which again, mm-hmm. Judge Judge Don Dubs totally yeah. get that, Devin Lloyd and the sack that wasn't. JJ, I need I need you to step into the microphone. Give that me was those,
6: ugly, man. Give me
4: those sound effects again.
6: That, that was probably the greatest pump fake of all time, maybe or the worst tackle. <laughs> yeah, he of all literally time. no, sure. he literally
1: thought the ball was out.
6: That's what he yeah. thought. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like they were saying on the broadcast, oh, that's what happens
6: in the NFL. You don't let him touch the quarterback. No, he thought the ball was out. Yeah, he hundred percent. But that's sort of the point that like. You know, maybe back in the day, you would make
2: that tackle, you but now you're him, right. so yeah. worried yeah. that it's yeah, going yeah, yeah. a 15 yard penalty. Yeah.
6: I think it's just a rookie that has no idea what's going on. Out I, there. Yeah, he's he's had a really rough
2: season because you can see some of the vets. Honestly, they think game check fine size uh, when they pull up like that because it's just they they've now over what a two or three year period they've been conditioned to. Pull but Lloyd, back, which but is to, a shame
1: to JJ's to JJ's point, Lloyd is yeah. He's struggling, man. I mean, the last touchdown they threw, the last touchdown pass, Mm -hmm. where, by the way, Tyson Campbell got pushed off in that last one. Mm -hmm. Um, He was right there. All he had to do was jump, knock the ball down. He was literally right there in the lane of the throw. All he had to do was jump.
2: And it goes to what you said, that there's still lots of gaping holes and concerns in in this defense. Right. No doubt about that. Which is
4: why when when Leon was talking about Rayshon Jenkins crowding the box, I thought – for much of that first half, they were going to have to go back to the three-safety look just Mm -hmm. to contain the running backs and put Dewey back into the game. I thought they may have to put Dewey in at nickel just Mm -hmm. because I was like, you need something else. But instead, they were going with that three-linebacker look at the start of the game. Um, The snap counts are out, by the way, from Mm -hmm. yesterday's game. Devin Lloyd did play 91% of the snaps for this Jaguars defense, whereas Chad Muma played just 15% of the defensive snaps with only 11 snaps. And
2: remember, he's coming back from injury, so maybe there was a little bit of concern there. Maybe he wasn't completely... Uh, 100% and they just needed to make sure. I still think he's going to be a
1: really good player. I'm yeah. just saying, he. there are times he looks
2: lost right now. I, I think it's just like anything else, and you could call it calculus class, you know, the football version of it. If you get behind, it's really hard to yeah. catch up. Okay? Yeah. Mentally, it's really, really hard to catch up because you're now trying to outsmart, outthink, you know, whatever. And it's hard to, to, to get back to where you feel comfortable with what you're doing. That's when
1: they finally doing. realize that they're better off at an even front, mm-hmm. he will be a beast at middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. A beast.
2: Yeah. yeah. And we'll figure out exactly what that does also for Trayvon. You know, hand on the ground. There you go. And by the way, this was uh, a game without one of Jacksonville's two number one overall picks. And they were still able to at least make plays. Robertson Harris had an okay game. Smoot did. Played pretty Uh, well. They both, yeah. yeah, yeah. Arden Key had a great game. Yeah. yeah. Happy
4: belated birthday to Trayvon as well, which Mm -hmm. as a lot of reporters noted, Mm -hmm. he was perhaps the happiest guy in the locker room yesterday. So obviously a bummer that he couldn't play. And Trevor said it to us post-game too. He was like – Trayvon was in the trainer's room on Saturday and Sunday. He was getting out on trying. the field Saturday. He was trying everything he could, which for a guy who was in a walking boot a week ago, mm-hmm. a massive walking boot, like he was trying. Like, I don't want to hear that. Oh, and look how much better the defense was without Walker. Like,
2: <sighs> no. no but, I, but I think the message is, and maybe from some of the cats that you ran into as well, Leon, that they, they're feeling, they want to okay. make this product as good as it possibly can be. They're not just coming in and getting comfortable. They well, want to compete. Yeah, well, well, that succeed. that was the
3: impression that I got when I talked to them. Me and Big John talked to them. They said, "Man, we want to represent you, OGs that started this thing." And I was yeah. like, "That's pretty cool."
2: Man. Yeah,
3: yeah. And they do. They want they want to succeed, and they they understand that um, moving forward, that they they they, they got plan to plan to the possibilities of going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, and believe it or not, that's what they, that's what they're thinking. That is the narrative over there at that stadium. We we want an opportunity. To see if we can get into the playoffs. This team's going to win is, the division. This mm-hmm. is, is their playoff it, 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 right now. That was
2: such a massive, massive loss for the Titans last night, too. That it was a two-game swing. Mm-hmm. This, this is their
1: way. playoff right now.
2: Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, been, it's been it's been their they're playoff the for the last two weeks. Yeah, they're in the postseason yeah. right now. This yeah. is where they are right now, man. Yeah. Keep mm-hmm. winning. And, and the idea that you could win three uh, close out on a, on a high note like that, extremely possible. End a nine-game losing streak, sweep the Titans, and and beat the. Zach Wilson led, maybe Mike White led, I don't it know. It looks like it'll be Zach Wilson. Well, look by like it'll the be way, Zach you, Wilson. you
1: said it was. It's a, it's a huge loss for them. It's also mentally. What do they must be thinking mentally? That's by five way, in a row
2: now. Uh, I, I'm sure you guys saw it. Whatever. Tennessee was storming back yeah. in that game. And, and and basically clawed their way to a tie. And then Herbert did. What Herbert. did JJ say? They're not going to win again?
6: Oh, I think they'll beat Houston. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. I don't think the Jags gonna are gonna lose I don't think the Jags are gonna lose another game, and I think Tennessee's gonna
2: finish one and two. And the Cowboys just became a, a bit of a desperate team.
4: And the Cowboys still have to play the Titans. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, that'll yeah. be an interesting one. I actually have some news and notes both on the Titans front as well as who will be the starting quarterback for the New York football jets. That and a whole lot more coming up as we go around the league coming up next on a Monday edition of XL Primetime. <laughs>
0: out to eat last night, a group of Cowboy fans came in, they had the same look we've had as Jags fans in recent years, doom and gloom. Monday kicks off the week. Kick Monday night off with a cold Modelo, the official beer of the college football playoff.
2: Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with the look of a defeated Dallas fan. And Duval, winners once again, especially this late in the football season. When does football season uh, – how is football season basically played out? Early September to early January. And this football team has basically been in a situation the last handful of years. We're talking half a decade now where you started thinking about the draft before Halloween. And now here you are about to, I don't know, maybe if you're like J.J. and his girlfriend the other night, you know, get on the mistletoe. And, uh, you know, and enjoy and celebrate. There wasn't actually any mistletoe at the party. We have got to give Coach Campo a huge round of applause right now. Yeah, just, we should before just, we do. That. Yeah, an, an unbelievable Christmas party. So it's... we were
6: invited to uh, Coach Campo's house. And, by the way, he lives in a gated community within a gated community, yeah. folks. Oh, yeah. That's, That's it. wealth. It's there it. was two gates.
2: It's, it's basically like, you know, talking CIA. <laughs> you, you can't get through that second gate. He uh, and, and, also won Lawn of the Month Award. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome. He and his wife, Kay. That
0: just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: So NFL Insider Ari Miroff is reporting that Cam Robinson has suffered a season-ending the injury.
4: Yes, uh, Doug Peterson is actually meeting with reporters right now. So uh, Ari's report is uh, courtesy of Doug himself, Mm -hmm. who is Mm -hmm. currently at the podium at TIA Bank (sighs) Field. What are they saying? Doug's exact quote, according to our guy John Shipley, boots on the ground, is that Cam is, quote, probably lost for the year. It is a meniscus injury, not an ACL. I can report to you in the conversations I had with people this morning when they first got the results back from the MRI that it also has to deal with his MCL as well. But the ACL is intact, which obviously for a player who tore his ACL in 2018, this is huge, that at the very least – at least his ACL is intact. But, yes, then Doug Peterson did go on to say that Walker Little will be the Jaguars' left tackle. They are still in the preliminary stages of trying to figure out who the new backup is. Mm. I can tell you this, that if Jawan Taylor couldn't have gone at the end of the game, it was going to be Blake Hance mm-hmm. at right tackle.
2: Yeah, get to know him. Mm. Get to know him. Mm.
3: That's a big loss, bro. Yeah. Cam Robinson is a big loss. And you know, I've been a critic of his all since his, since he's been a Jaguar. And he's, he's had a decent year this year. He's been up and down, with it, but mostly up. Yeah. Mostly up. He's, had, he's, he's been consistent. Having him to protect the, your, your, your franchise, the face of your franchise backside for the next couple of games is pivotal. Mm-hmm. I mean, Walker Little's got to step it up. And I, I, know, I know I know it's Your, your guy It's your guy, Mike Hayes. You, like, I think he's
1: going to play well. I hope man. he does play well. I think well. he's going to
3: play well. the reason well. why, I mean, listen, I don't want to call him out, but I shall. The reason why he, uh, Cam thing blew out is because he got beat inside by Marco Parson. And he he and then Parsons he, fell on Cam. He fell in the back of Cam, yeah. And that's what worries me about him is because he's big, he's physical, he has all the attributes to be a solid offensive line, but his feet worry me. His feet, he, he gets frozen, double moves and, and double moves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Instead of him moving his feet, he mm-hmm. he freezes right. and he stops. And that's how Michael Parsons beat him inside, and that's why he's had trouble on the outside because he just won't fluctuate his body to move his feet to counter their, their that their counter move with his feet. He just gets frozen. And that's why Michael Parson beat him inside. He fell on the back of Cam Robinson's yeah, leg. Remember, but he, moving forward, yeah. being left tackle, being the blind side of Trevor Lawrence, he cannot do that. No. Cannot no. do that.
2: Now, remember, he cross-trained, okay, because he was playing both sides, especially last year because Jawan was struggling. He battled over there primarily at that right tackle spot, played a little left tackle. But he is, at least in most people's minds, a left he tackle. He is a left tackle. Not only that. Did Juwan improve his footwork? Because I feel like he has a little bit.
3: He, Juwan has had a better. I mean, Jawan has had year, a better, better. year. Jawan I mean, playing it's a, for money. That's why. Juwan's oh, he's had in the year. contract. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, probably, he won't get it here. Probably he it somewhere else because mm-hmm. he's got the film that he's a solid right tackle. But uh, yeah, he's playing better. So I, no, I'm just concerned a little bit. with walk a little.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I just think he's a very athletic guy. He's a big dude. He's a <laughs> long dude, and you know now's the time to now's the time to play. Now's the time, okay, I mean, the, the, the cliche is step up, but now's the time is to realize this is my moment. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to seize the moment. Here you are. You're at left tackle in a playoff run. This is what you've done all your life. You are a left tackle. Get in there and work and play. By the way. Compete. Prepare
2: and compete. compete. Yes, yeah. absolutely compete. And who knows with, your, with what you're saying, meniscus uh, and possible MCL, is that Jawan Taylor may be out the door because he knows he's going to get paid higher, paid more somewhere else. Walker Little can improve his craft and be ready to go next year.
4: And for what it's worth, um, it is in the right knee, this meniscus injury okay. to Cam Robinson. His ACL that he tore in 2018 was in his left knee, yeah. so it is the other leg.
2: And, and look, we'll get Gio in later and, and get you know a, a drill down on the meniscus well, and the MCL. The MCL does not, and this is you know Radio Dr. Well, Joe here, <sighs> MCL yeah. does not require surgery unless it is a massive Well
3: Well, if you think about it, if you're yeah. Jawan Taylor and you're his agent, this is leverage for the Jaguars to re-sign Jawan Taylor because the un, you're not sure if if what's the rehabilitation on the MCL? I mean the MCL MCL move could before.
2: go without surgery. Meniscus could, you know, we'll put you out
3: for a while. For, for, for sure. Not not, not I for I mean because who's your right tackle if, if Jawan leaves, would you move and walk a little to the left tackle? Right, then you're gonna and be. Then, you know, you don't, you don't know, you don't know the situation of Cam right now. I'm, I'm just saying, if that-
1: it's an MCL, it's not. I mean, that's that, he can come back from that.
2: Yes, yeah. and an the muskies. six to eight weeks, something like that. Six to
3: eight weeks? Yeah. That's it? Oh, well, leverage is out the door Again, I am a radio doctor. (laughs) Let me (laughs) just point that
4: out. Uh, Some other injury updates from down at the bank where Doug Peterson is currently meeting with reporters. Foley Fadokasi day-to-day this week, as is Trayvon Walker. Doug Peterson said he is optimistic that Trayvon will play Thursday against the Jets. Jawan Taylor, who exited the game briefly with that hamstring injury, will play Thursday, and he did confirm to reporters that Chad Mumma He's going to play, but he got sore during the game, which is why they limited his defensive snaps yesterday. Yeah, yeah.
2: All right. Uh, his team, for the most part, has avoided injury, none bigger than when Trevor went down, and it scared the heck out of everybody. It took the collective breath out of uh, Jacksonville. He's been able to come back from that, and let's hope that this football team has some answers. Listen, I
3: can promise you this. With, with the Jaguars winning the big game against the Cowboys on Sunday and them being 6 Navy in the playoff hunt, Nobody wants to be on the injury list right now. Yeah. Because yeah. with all the excitement in the air, this is why you you, you this is when you want to play football. This mm-hmm. this opportunity that you had before, these next three games gets you in the play. This, this is your playoff run. Yeah. You win these three games, three and 0 you're in. So nobody I, listen, trust me, nobody wants to be on that injury Plus list. Plus if,
1: if you're a young cat and you're put in a situation now where you are now forced to start, mm-hmm. suddenly, you know, it starts the moment becomes big. Not too well, big. But the moment becomes, okay, this is reality now. Yeah. I got to get after
3: it. You're no longer Tito. You're Michael. Yeah. yeah. Uh That's what happens. You go from Tito Jackson to Michael Jackson (laughs) real quick.
2: (laughs) That's what happens. All right. Now, did Dak go from Michael to Tito yesterday? Let's talk about him. Were they blaming Dak for this loss? Mm, Maybe other things were being pointed out more than him, but we'll get into it. We got some sound from the winning head coach, the winning quarterback, the winning locker room. Uh, that's all ahead. Now you can be a winner if you call the pop off line and, and just be a superstar on XL Primetime. Uh, we want just we want you to take shots at Dallas. Okay, we ran them out of town yesterday. The Cowboys dealt a big, big loss courtesy of the hometown team. So if you want to hit the pop off line, you want to celebrate this win. Two oh seven seventy seventy one. That is the pop off line for your Modelo moment. <laughs>
0: Dallas fans for coming
2: and spending your money in our
0: city and the look of disappointment and disbelief on Dak's face. That's right. You got beat
6: by Duval! Prescott overlooked us and said he wanted the ball one more time. Give it to him. Well, guess what? We gave it to him.
0: Monday kicks off the week. Kick Monday night off with a cold Modelo, the official beer of the college football playoff.
4: Modelo pop offline. 207-7071 207-7071 70, to have your modello moment that is the number to reach us at if you would like to leave I don't know maybe even your favorite Trent Balky impersonation how do you think how do you think Trent felt I think after, after that happy win right now Yeah he should be I'll did, leave
2: that to coach
4: Did you see my one video that I posted from uh from when they were running into the locker room mm-hmm. Pretty sure it was Trent that uh let out a certain expletive and said Oh yeah as opposed to Frank Frangie's how good was that it yeah. was a uh, that was some good you-know-what. Oh, yeah. So, uh, So, even little Trenty boy. Again. That was
2: some good expletive.
4: Yep, exactly. There it is. Thank All you, JJ. Thank you, the you JJ. the thing is, is
2: that Zay has come through. Kirk has come through. Ingram has come through. Tyson, we're not seeing enough out of the secondary because of, you know, injuries and whatnot. We don't know what they would have been like if there was a healthy Shaq. Fortner. Seat. Yeah, Fortner. Honestly, you can go on it. You can – there's certain ones that you can look at and go, okay, plus, 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 plus. You know, there's still going to be some X's. But I, I I like as much as the personnel has helped, the leadership of Doug has helped. I mean, that's that's no getting away from what he is. You has know who's really undervalued is Agnew. It's really undervalued. It's really yeah. Oh my gosh, you're, you're you're right. He, he does
1: up. so many little that things. Reverend a, a quiet and signing. That end around the returns yeah. too, mm-hmm. like the kick return out to the thirty three, which is just so much stuff that he does yeah. that I think gets overshadowed because it happens, and it's they're like lost yards. His rush yards yep. are lost yards in the box score. Yeah, You know, his returns are lost yards, but they're all critical. He makes great catches. You know, he he's dropped a couple of balls, but he makes really no, – he's he, a guy out there that's a legit third receiver.
2: And, Matt, coming back from a major injury yeah. last year, major, and this guy has fought his tail off to rehab to get healthy. That's a good story. It really is.
4: And as much as, yes – Travis Etienne ended up going for over 100 yards on – You got your
2: sound on. Yeah, you
4: got your sound on the laptop there, buddy boy. Uh, as much as Travis Etienne did end up going for over 100 yards for the fourth time this season, mm-hmm. there was a moment in the game where Jamal Agnew with his three carries for 52 yards was more than Travis yeah. Etienne.
2: And by the way, that Jets those, – those types of plays, that's got – that's signature Jamal Agnew. Like I was thinking, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, and Jamal would be these jet sweep guys, and it's been his forte really more than anybody else's, which is awesome.
4: And since we haven't hit it yet, uh, I do want to note our Coach Campo box a uh, press box update. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. everyone's favorite. So, uh, as we arrived, Coach Campo let me know at the stadium yesterday. He had already spoken with Cowboys PR. He had spoken with several Cowboys writers. He was on a bunch of their podcasts last week. So, he felt comfortable that he would not be yelled at if he happened to make any noises. Or, yes! yes. You know, that type of stuff. Yeah. Or, or, or uh, ah! Yeah, yeah. Um, any of those. He, he felt like he was good. What I will tell you on the subject in the front of Jamal Agnew First of all, Cowboys media very friendly. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed them. Lone well, um, Star State, now. yeah. They're also very vocal, more than Coach Campo. So um, I hope the press box monitor, um, the safety patrol. I hope he was okay with that. Uh, he was on the other side, Funny. so we were okay. Um, but but what I did hear several Cowboys writers comment on more than once was just how fast Jamal Agnew was. And for anything for this collection of writers to be out loud expressing like the last thing I thought would be. Ooh, that Agnew guy's yeah. fast, but I heard it three times from and, three different guys. And I
2: think maybe Agnew is kind of an out of a no, out of nowhere kind of guy that you know coming in that you got other guys you got to account for, and that's the out of nowhere guy that you're like, whoa, you know, it's like the uh, what is it, tenderfoot, whatever his name is, the tight end, uh, you know, we well,
1: start as a
3: corner in this league too. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's the best story of all. Well, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's yeah, unreal. I'm centered, but I don't care. I'm just. just well, yeah.
3: well, well, I mean, we're, we're talking about Balker and we're teasing him and everything about the free agents and stuff that he brought mm-hmm. about. Well, just check these numbers out right here. We're talking about Kirk, Jones, a, 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 and Ingram, right? Mm-hmm. 208 receptions, 2,400 yards, and 16 touchdowns between the three of them. Yeah, that's. that's I mean, impressive. Is, that, is that good? Yeah, is that. Any <laughs> that's good? that's, yeah. really, that's, that's a frangie. That's, that's another frangie. Uh, that's uh, a frangie. Uh, is that any good? Design.
2: But honestly, if you think about that, and that's the sum total, and we were looking at at this last night, talking about it a little bit, going, okay, remember what we wanted from the tight end, and and we'll do this later in the week, but getting 60 catches or more from that tight end, getting in the neighborhood of five to 700 yards, getting in the end zone five to seven times, all those things are starting to come through. Uh, And now a two-wide receiver composite of Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. And the beautiful thing about it, it's that much harder to defend. What did we say about Dallas? Well, could be Schultz, could be Lamb, could yeah. be Gallup, could be Pollard, could be Zeke. Now you got those names on this football team, wearing in teal that you don't know where that team's going to go to. It wasn't that long ago, within the last decade, that the only thing this team had offensively was Maurice Jones Drew, and that was in 2013. That was the, the only thing coming at that defense that they needed to worry about was number 32. Led the league in rushing, didn't win a lot of football games. But that's you know, and so they now won in, they
1: won in Nashville that year. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> and and now you're at the very least looking at a football team that's got weaponry, man. That's got a diverse. Well, that has speed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, and
1: I mean Ingram mean, runs as well as any tight end in the league. Mm-hmm. They've yeah. got they've got guys that can run. Yeah. Kirk yeah. can run. Agnew can run.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of good. By the way, we talk about Trevor, and let's throw these BTN numbers can out. Can run. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and Trevor's showing some of that cat quickness. Ball got knocked out yesterday. We know that, but he's showing that cat quickness and decisive, uh, you know, playmaking. Twenty-seven of forty-two, three hundred eighteen yards, four passing touchdown, one hundred and nine passer rating. He now has a passer rating of one hundred or more. Five of his last six games, and here's the one, sir's. Through fourteen games, he's completed. 330 of 500 passes. That's pretty good when we're talking about, but this goes to your number. 3,500 yards and 24 touchdowns. 24 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He's limiting the mistakes. Yes, he is. He is flipping the number in well, such a big way. Well, he's, got,
1: he's got 28 total touchdowns, too.
3: Speaking of don't lost touchdowns, the, that's true. the box score, yeah. yeah. those are four big scores true. there. You know, Going into the season, I, last year was 12 and 17. I was like, listen, Double the touchdowns, cut your interceptions in half. But now I need more. Yeah, you can't help I, it. <laughs> I need more now. You've already, you've already, you know, you've already topped out. So I need more down the stretch. So I need thirty. Yeah,
2: yeah, Thir- 30, thirty and 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 no more than. You got a good dozen, chance to get thirty. Huge. Oh yeah, absolutely. Good. Like a, another guy, three games. Another guy cleaning up his game. It was a huge win for the New York Football Giants last night to basically end their little losing streak that they've had. And Commanders coming off a of bye week, and they end up. Beating him up in the nation's capital. Danny Jones has cleaned up his mistakes too.
4: Well, Danny Jones has cleaned up his mistakes, and yeah. he has a healthy Saquon Barkley. Yeah, that, oh, I was texting yes. a bunch yeah. of my but my you, buddies from growing up yeah. this morning, and I was like, it makes a world of a oh, difference. Yeah. And, having, have- and having and having coming into his own.
3: Oh my God, those two things the changed the wasn't game. Up yeah, sure. the officiating was controversial. Uh, they were terrible. Scary, Terry were terrible. Got hosed on that. Yeah. Got oh hosed. yeah. Yeah.
1: He said afterwards, I don't know if you saw this. Oh, I saw the uh, commentary. He said, I asked him if I was on the yeah. line. He said yes.
2: Yeah. It, it was unbelievable. The commentary and the guy, coming and out of the. Did you, guy did you, you him see the official? Up. Yeah. Was he was holding gave him, his
1: flag. He gave him the thumbs, up, thumbs yeah. up. Yeah. Gave him thumbs up, was holding his flag as before the play even started.
2: As soon as the play went, he threw the flag. Yeah. If people don't know, we're talking right inside the, what, three yard line? Two, Something, or the two, one, two yard right line? There. Whatever yeah. it was. It was right there. You know, boom. Uh, and and he looks at the official, the side judge, to basically give make him sure he's on the line of scrimmage. He's on the line of scrimmage. In other words, it, you know, the other call you get too many, uh, not enough men on the line of scrimmage. He's eligible. Many in backfield. Yeah. And he gave him the clearance. 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 That smells. And then they threw the flag. That smells. All right. It does stink a little bit. It does. Well, because.
3: And then the pass because and they the scored the first... on
1: the play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they was scored the key. on the play. Yeah,
3: yeah. And then the, they showed that they showed the pass interference. The guy was being mugged. Like,
1: I mean, literally, like the, it was. I've he, seen gave, him he gave a He gave a piggyback ride. Right? He gave.
3: He a piggyback ride, and they didn't call him in years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Literally in years, he was mauling him yeah. before <laughs> the throw, during the throw, after the throw.
4: What's crazy though is that that win for the Giants didn't even get his number. Did ensure that the Cowboys are playoff bound, even despite their loss here in Jacksonville yesterday. Yeah. And I do want to go back to because I see a bunch of Eagles fans uh, on the Twitter machine that have been mm-hmm. posting about it. It is kind of funny, and we talked about it all last week. And I know that's part of why Matt picked the Jags to win. That the Cowboys were they looking ahead to the Eagles? Mm-hmm. Were they looking ahead to this Sunday's game? Where well, Micah
2: what? couldn't quit talking about Jalen Hurts. Yes, and, and there's no doubt that that is it's on their brain. They're the they're the not just the big boy in the NFC East room. They're the big boy in the NFC. Look at what Jalen Hurts did yesterday. And so, yeah, I, yeah. I just thought you know, I don't uh, want
1: to minimize what this team did yesterday. Exactly. By exactly, exactly, I don't yeah. want to do that. And I'll tell you this. There are teams in the AFC right now that want no part of this team. Yeah. No oh, part of this yeah. team.
2: And because of – it's like I asked Jaguars today, this morning, who are the two most dangerous teams right now that are basically in that come-out-of-nowhere category? It's the Detroit Lions in the NFC. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC. That we is picked, what – Oh, by the way, Picks one nowhere. and two. Yeah.
1: Picked one and two in the draft. The yeah. two worst teams yeah, in the league.
2: Exactly. And they have put themselves in position and look. That's the
1: story in the NFL right now, honestly.
2: Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and by no small measure, I don't care who you're playing. The Detroit Lions struggled to beat New York yesterday. Make no mistake about that. Yeah. Don't look up there and look lightly on the football well, Jets because they got a good defense well, and they held down a pretty high powered Lions offense. But Jacksonville's got to make sure they take care of business. Yeah, well,
3: there. the Detroit Lions started one and six. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Think about that. It's crazy. Well, these guys started two and five. Yeah. Well, this team started 2-1 and one one and then stank. went on that six is, skid.
3: Stink, stank, stunk. Wait, 2-6 they were, right? <laughs> I think they were 2-6. No, 1-6, bro. No, 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 no. The, yeah. Yeah. The oh, you're talking about the Jags, the Jags? It might have been, but they, they went 2-6. We two and started 2-1 and, and, start. and then two we and lost five straight. Yeah, two yeah, two yeah, yeah. Six. Yeah, 2-6. Yeah, and six.
2: Wow. So, honestly, the the, the, the turnaround has been profound, and and I love it. So, yeah, if you want to hit the pop-off line, here's another thing I wouldn't mind. You olders can appreciate this. You know, instead of that favorite title you had, Duval does Dallas. So Duval does I like Dallas. That too. If you want to come up with a theme, you can hit the pop off line two oh seven seven. Do you like it? Do you yeah. know what that's from, Mia? Yeah. No. no, nor should, I, she. I figured. Nor should I was like, she. You shouldn't say you like yeah. that. Okay. The, the, the Padre, <laughs> if he's listening right now, I got to go to confession over that one. But Duval does Dallas. If you could come up with a good pop off for that, two oh seven seventy seventy one. We
4: so it. we will span the I National Football right. League because yeah. I know I know JJ is itching to talk so about weird. the Jacoby Myers yeah. reverse and the Mac Jones being stiff armed into the core of the Earth. We're going to get to that. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. And I understand that the Jaguars are ready to move on to Thursday night's game and talk about the Jets, and we have the next two days to do that. But I do want to give you some notes from Jetsland heading into Thursday night's matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Sala telling reporters this morning that Mike White has, quote, a lot of hurdles to go through with scans this week to see how his ribs have healed, etc. If White can't play, it will be Zach Wilson as the starter once again. So at this point in time, it does sound like it will be Zach Wilson against the Jaguars, which... From yesterday's loss to the Detroit Lions, Zach Wilson's off-target percentage was 35.3%, which was worse than his infamous game at New England when he threw three interceptions earlier this year. That 35.3% mark is 434th out of 442 individual passing performances this season.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, That's what we uh, describe as whale poop. That's right there at the bottom of the ocean. That's just amongst the sand and the, the, uh, yeah, that's not good. No bueno. All right, uh, big sirs, Uh I tell you what, uh, uh, unbelievable statement made. So as you head out, you know, like you said, you want to you want to temper their enthusiasm just a little bit. Don't let that be the finish line,
3: right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And of course, the, the cowboy fans last night uh, made a bunch of excuses why they lost. This typical.
6: Was one of the excuses that their quarterback's not as good?
3: Uh, no, I, I can't remember it. I mean, I was trying to I was trying to uh, zoom them out or zone them out. Yeah. 'Cause I was enjoying the victory. Big yeah. big big win for the Jaguars. But we got some games to go. Exactly.
2: Exactly. All right. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Yep. At Leon Cersei Jr. One. You can also find him on Instagram. He's always got stuff cooking. And we've got plenty more cooking right here on XL Primetime thanks to Modelo. A Modelo Monday, you can have your Modelo moment. Hit the pop-off line 207-7071. 70, and we can get in the locker room as well and hear from a couple of these players mm-hmm. that uh, you spoke to yes- uh, yes, yesterday. Yes,
4: sir. Uh, one-on-ones with Arden Key, uh, Christian Kirk as well, and, of course, lots of other great sound, uh, Sean Jenkins and more. All that coming up next on XL Primetime.
0: That just happened brought to you by florida home ac the official air conditioning partner of the jacksonville jaguars all right we'll get
1: right back into the jags talk uh quickly though on the college football front uh florida has emerged as a probably the leader for coastal carolina transfer quarterback grayson mccall who canceled his canceled his visit to auburn this past weekend and it looks like he's headed to florida we'll see in the next few days but that's a huge Huge gift for Billy Napier if that happens.
4: And you surprised me with this fun fact, Matt Hayes. I didn't realize Grayson McCall still technically has two years of eligibility left as well.
1: He does. But, I, I mean, if he does what he's, you would think he would do at a major program, wherever he goes, he's not going to stay for two years. He will leave for the NFL. But are yeah, you, are two you, years technically. Are
4: you saying that Jack Miller isn't the answer after all at quarterback for yeah, the Florida Gators?
1: Pretty. That was not. But I mean, to be fair to Jack Miller, he, you know, he's been practicing with the ones for all of 15 practices. He's... And practicing with twos for maybe less than that. So he was put in a tough situation.
4: I'm happy for all you Gator Jags out there that the Jags delivered with their most epic win of the season yesterday because, uh, yeah, we we're able to kind of bury that 30-3 to loss in the Las Vegas Bowl on Saturday to Oregon State, who, Matt, you and I did say on Friday, Oregon State, one of the leading defenses, number two, ranked number two in the Pac-12, and I understand you all laugh at ha, 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 the Pac-12. That's a good team. They have the freshman of the year in their running back.
1: Won 10 games. Not a bad team. One ten games. Florida was playing without its best offensive lineman, without another offensive lineman. Um, a lot of other players on defense. It just wasn't a good look. They weren't ready for that game. They weren't prepared. You can only be so prepared if you got guys that literally don't know where they are on the field half the time.
4: JJ, are we prepared uh, for Arden Key one on one with him? Got a chance to catch up with him in the locker room, which I greatly appreciated because uh, because I was catching up with Christian Kirk and some others. I missed his. Podium availability, but Arden is a great guy, so appreciate him taking some time after the Jaguars dramatic 40-34 win to catch up. Let's start with this. Beating the Dallas Cowboys. When I tell you that, what does that mean to you?
9: Oh uh, man, it was great. This is my I played Dallas twice. This being my second time and I won against them twice. So it's good. Um today how we won. It's a great feeling now. It could have been better, but just the way we won, the resiliency. The fight that we had, um, it was it was great. I'm still I'm still in the moment. I haven't yet I have yet to process this day, but uh, as soon as I get home, I'll be able to process it after spending having fun with my family. And man, <laughs> don't
4: worry, my heart rate hasn't come down yet either. It's that I mean for you in your career, where does that one rank in terms of craziest finishes?
9: It might be number one as far as finishing, man. Yeah, as finishing and then me sent me at the angle I was at. That last play, I had to peel on Zeke. He ran down the field. All I heard was the crowd going crazy. I didn't know if it was our crowd or Dallas crowd. Turned around, and I saw two running down the seam, and I, I just saw the hole open up. And I said, he will not be kicked. And that's what you see me ha- holding my hand up before he was in the end zone. How
4: would you describe this defense's performance today?
9: Uh, gritty. Um, um, fighting. Uh, a bunch of dollars like a like, – Hot dog hungry and, you know, he eat and just messy and just, it was was, was messy. It was a little messy, but it was physicality. We, uh, I think it started at the end of the second quarter where we really started coming in like, okay, that's the defense we saw last week. They hungry, they gritty. And I think it transferred over to the third and fourth quarter.
4: Did anybody tell you at the podium that the Jags had lost 20 straight games to NFC opponents before today?
9: No. Dang. Ah, <laughs> I didn't know that. It's a lot of it's a lot of history I'm learning. Cause last week I didn't realize the Tennessee and Jaguar beef and how nasty it is, and we haven't won at that that day house in nine years. Nine years. That's that's a long time. So I'm glad I'm I'm a part of the change, um, and I'm glad we we here making the change. And I and I know Jacksonville and Duval County is is loving it right now.
4: Knowing that you guys got to turn around and go to New York, when you're in the overtime, when you're in the waning minutes, I mean, obviously you want to win the game, but knowing you guys now got to turn around, how much did you need this win?
9: We needed it. Every win counts. We know We know as a defense, I mean, as a team, we know if we lose one of these last couple of games we have going on, we're not going to make the playoffs. But we win, we make the playoffs. And, I, and And I think you see a sense of urgency. From both, all three phases of football, uh, special teams, football, I mean, defense, offense. Um, I see the focus. Everybody's focusing in. Um, everybody big on the details. Details on the playbook. Details on other teams. Because other teams give off, um, what you call it? Uh, Energy? Fear? No. Other teams give off, I don't know, little Nick, Nixon. Nick nicks watching the film, you can get different Knicks um to get to, to to know what's actually coming. And I think we know exactly what's coming and then once we once we come in at halftime and re How can I say you actually
4: you see this defense actually like making you guys are making adjustments at halftime.
9: Yes, definitely making adjustment. Um yeah, just just adjustment during the week. We make an adjustment during the week and I see that we making, we we talking through it, we trying to figure it out, and then come game time, the thing we trying to figure out, it comes, and that's the beautiful part of it.
4: Making adjustments was the most interesting part for me of mm-hmm. that conversation with Arden or Thanks again to Arden, because I asked Foye Aluakon what changed at halftime, and he was like, no, we just, you know, we locked in more. And that's mm-hmm. kind of been a consistent refrain from him. Right. Um, but Ar- Arden, as you can tell from that interview, mm-hmm. like, was – Very adamant that, you know, that they knew at halftime after giving up 20 points that something needed to change, and they did make a change.
2: Uh, And look, it it doesn't just turn on a dime. you got to make adjustments. you got to ratchet up the intensity. Coaches get in their faces and challenge them, all those types of things. But I do like what Key also said. Look, we were all looking forward to what he might represent with a strong preseason. We all know it didn't necessarily translate first half of the season, but he's now starting to have his moments, which is good, particularly that – quickness that he has on the inside if he can keep that going. But the tells that he was talking about, that that means that they're a little more devoted, Maddie, in the film room. Let's keep working. Let's find out game weaknesses game. of that other football team. Yeah. And, and and they may not have been able to do it in the first half because they were down uh two scores. But still they, they got to go in the second you half. You know
1: what I loved about that interview by the way, is you can tell when when NFL teams start to win, mm-hmm. especially teams that haven't won before. Yeah. Then it becomes a game again. You know what I mean? Whereas prior, it's every Tuesday I get my paycheck. Mm-hmm, yeah. Or every Tuesday I get my direct deposit. You can tell these guys are like – these guys are excited about – it's not It's not only just Arden Key, it's Dewey with the – it was always the Jags, which is a classic that's going to – that's taking off like wildfire on, mm-hmm. on social media. But it's – it becomes like fun for them, yeah. you know, for lack of a better way of saying it.
2: The game is fun again. Yeah, you, you, you catch fire, you catch uh, a, a little bit of a roll, you can – Ride it, okay? It's just—it's catching, uh, you know, a surfer catching that big wave, however you want to describe it. But you're right. It's more than just money. They know that they're playing for something. They're believing in themselves, not just Doug's plan, but themselves uh, with the way they're playing. And then, and then it does get fun. And look, a question on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures was asked, will this be, you know, one of the best defenses that this team has faced when we see the Jets Thursday night? They're going to be one of the top three defenses that this was this team will have seen to this point, especially that front and sauce in the secondary. So I do believe that that is a really good test for them. That they got to make sure they answer. But if Arden Key and them do their part, they can be that defensive front that will be talked about coming out of this game, getting after Zach.
4: JJ, you want. do we do we want to do around the NFL now, or do we want to save that? Or we going to save that for the two o'clock mm-hmm. hour? I'm just itching at the moment. Mm-hmm. Itching at the bit. Talk about Jacoby Myers and Mac Jones and. And what the heck happened in Las Vegas yeah. yesterday? Because yeah. Not the heck what happened in Las Vegas on Saturday to the Gators. What the heck happened on Sunday
0: to right, so the New England Patriots? Let's
2: just at least use that as a segue just to talk Gators for a second. My God, okay? Look, Billy, you better figure this out, okay? If you're a Gator fan, you're looking around. <laughs> you're panicking, huh? Well, I, I, I think I wouldn't say panic, but I, I feel like there's, there's no reason to see that guy look like he's had a numbing agent or or gel rubbed all over his body. Okay. I need to see something from the head coach that shows a little passion that shows, uh, uh, instead, you know what he's a done? Fire? You
1: want a little fire from him?
2: Yes. But you know what he's done? I, like, I don't need a fire breathing dragon. I really don't. I've seen, you know, the example we just gave about Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson is a guy that, that right now is, is, is coaching very level. He's got a belief in what he's doing and he's, and he's coaching at a very level, 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 but, from Billy Napier, I know that a couple of the players that were on this football team came from Louisiana, and they ended up being probably two of the better players this team had in Osias Torrance and, and e- Montrell E-Best, Johnson. Too. Yeah, probably. You know, I would argue that Trevor, Trevor ETM yeah, yeah, is yeah. just as good as Montrell. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. uh, those were two good players. So I know that Billy can get good players, and it's incumbent on him to get good players. But for Florida to not be able to score until the very end against a Pac-12 team that is used to having teams scored on them, and I know that there were massive play uh, massive amount, defections, yeah, massive defections, massive amount of players. You know, the Exodus was the real.
1: Opt-outs and transfer portal. Yeah,
2: guys. I, I, I totally get it. And Jack Miller, I mean, whatever. I mean, they, they really didn't have much of a chance. But heck, Jonathan Smith even said we got a game plan. We're gonna we're gonna try and play all of our quarterbacks. I mean, they were treating it as a reward. An experienced gatherer, all that stuff. That, that you, football team. You
1: can say you're going to play all your quarterbacks when not one player's in the portal. Yeah. You haven't lost one I totally player opting out. Yeah, I, I, I totally to say get that. that.
2: But, but, I mean, is this, a, is this a time where a Gator fan should be defending no, Billy I, Napier? I,
1: I wouldn't panic. I, I mean, look, I've been saying all along he's underachieved, and he mm-hmm. has. And number two, the biggest problem he had, number one mistake was he didn't hit the portal. He thought that the, that, that the NIL was going to be they were going to use it for the guys on the roster. We're going to reward the guys who have worked hard and played hard. No, because everybody else is using it for recruits and for transporter guys. Yeah. Well, and there you are, no transporter guys. And by the everybody's way, adding 10, 12, 15 players like Brian Kelly, who's in the in the SEC championship game. you know, you know, look, look down the list, and, like Missouri who got better, like Kentucky, you can the right guys down on the, the roster list, they weren't good enough to be rewarded, were they? Hey, well, they, I mean, their the best transfer portal guy, I guess, was
2: was Pearsall. probably Pearsall. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was, he was because legit. I don't count
1: I don't count Torrance and Johnson as as transfer portal guys. They were coming with him no matter what. Okay, but still, they that's how they got. That's right. how they got right. there,
2: though. Right. The
4: Florida Gators. I, I don't think this can be understated or overstated, understated enough. Had thirty nine rushing yards on thirty three carries
2: on yeah. Saturday. It was embarrassing.
4: I don't. That's where. And we joked about it Friday of, all right, depending if Jack Miller is any good or not, and even if he is, why wouldn't you just run those two horses in Montrell Johnson and Trevor Etienne? Mm -hmm. And Ricky Pearsall can also get involved in that run game, similar to Jamal Agnew, Mm -hmm. just run the ball. When you then run the ball, and that has probably been your focus over the last two weeks in practice, and you run it 33 times for 39 yards. And they
2: had just about as many penalties on that offensive line as well. Uh, and so, look, it it wasn't pretty. And and we have basically maintained this throughout the year. Run the football more. You have two studs uh, in, in that running back stable. Run them. And, and I don't know. I just – I can't help but come out of this saying, okay, they still need a lot of players. But I've seen other a teams – A lot of players. Okay, but you know what? I'm just not using that as an excuse. I've seen other teams with clearly – Lesser talent, lesser budget, lesser ability to go out and recruit to the University of Florida. Just take a look at Vander, Vanderbilt, okay, and the team looked more prepared, played harder, executed better, all uh, that I stuff. give you a great example. With clearly lesser talent. Ole Miss.
1: Yeah. Less money, less foundation, uh, geographic footprint as far as recruiting, and yeah. less history and tradition. Right. Got a much better team than Florida yeah. because yeah. they've got a guy that can recruit, that will recruit high schools. And it's got a plan. And recruit the transfer portal, yeah. and has a plan, right? Yeah, it's got a plan. I'm not yeah. saying Billy Napier doesn't. He has a plan. Uh, uh, he clearly does. I, uh, right. But he got caught up in the idea of it's a process. It's going to take time. No, it's right yeah. now. Right. And he right looked, now, he go up, to the portal and get players.
2: He looked like the Ratif Goosen of SEC football coaches. Okay, he looked like he had no pulse. And, and and he can't he can't do that. That there has to be a guy that players gravitate to and want to play for. And, and and his speech before the game: We're going to do this together. Well, they almost got shut out together, and and that's pretty embarrassing if you if you talk about SEC versus Pac-12, well, my gosh.
4: Jason off the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures notes on that same point how, yes, the end of halves are ugly, but the bigger thing is, and we talked about this. I know I talked about it with Mike DiRocco down at the bank last week about the mm. Jaguars, but what Jason asks is who has gotten better on offense for the Florida Gators under Billy Napier because that's where – He's not Spurrier, he's not Urban, he's not Dan. Because Mm -hmm. give Dan this, Dan may not have recruited, but players got better under Dan Mullen.
2: They definitely got better the first couple of years that he was there. He definitely turned a major corner, but the last year, I don't know that he did a very good job. We all know what happened Mm -hmm. and and he couldn't decide on his quarterback and he ended up putting Anthony Richardson in just a a very, very tough spot. Anyway, he didn't make him better that particular year. To
1: be fair, Trevor Etienne had a great freshman season. Mm -hmm. yeah, And that's you got to be the right guy to put him in that position to have that kind but of stuff. But
2: I sense. also feel like he got off the bus good.
1: He, well, I mean a lot of guys get off the bus good and don't yeah. play well. That happens all yeah. the time. Billy
4: you know? also tried the first five games of the season to run Naquan, Naquan Wright more True. than Trevor Etienne mm-hmm. True. which was yeah. a mistake.
1: Well, he, and he ran Montrell Johnson as much as Trevor Etienne which also might have been a mistake. Yeah. But I mean, I, look, he's, his problem is he didn't get players. That's the end of the day, he didn't get players. and mm-hmm. more, and, and as important, he never had a number two behind Anthony Richardson. Yeah. So Anthony Richardson never felt the need to get better yeah. because there's no one behind him. He's just going to keep playing as well as he can play, and there's no pressure to get better. There's no pressure to push yourself. I'm a firm believer that the guy behind you is the most important thing for any player because he's pushing you to get on the field ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And that, makes, that forces you to prepare, to prepare consistently, and then to go out and play as focused as you can possibly be. Uh, and how many times have we see Anthony Richardson in a game and you're like, Right. He like doesn't even look like he's in the game.
2: No, and, and look, that's that's where I'm I, I am asking for a little fire. And I don't care where you do it, locker room, tunnel, right, but he couldn't sideline. If, if he
1: got fired, if he got fired up with Anthony Richardson, yes. one of two things happened. He goes into a deeper funk. Yeah. Okay, and plays terribly. Yeah. Then you have no backup. Right. right.
2: I don't all right? I, listen. I don't mean read him the riot act. I don't mean like, you know, push him to the edge or to the ledge or anything like that. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about coaching him hard. And 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 Players should be used to Dude, that. If, if
1: it works for him at Florida, if it does, I think years from now, three, four, five years from now, yeah. they'll you know, there'll be a story on this. Maybe I'll write it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did they did they had problems all season, those two. Seeing eye to eye, you know, him him coaching him the way he wanted to coach him. Do you really think that Billy Napier, you know, three quarters of the way through the season after a Guy throws a pick, he wants to be on the sideline rubbing his back, mm-hmm. saying it's okay? Do you really think he wants to do that? Of course he doesn't. Yeah. No coach does that. But I, he I, knows he had – look, he knows what he had in the Las Vegas Bowl behind him, okay?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, look, yeah, Think Jack Miller that. was – Yeah, you're right. He was not stellar. But also, Jack, Jack played with less, okay? <laughs> he didn't have a whole lot uh, out there with him at the time. Uh, off the tech slide, designed by Lifetime Enclosures, Billy Napier needs to have stellar coordinators on both sides of the ball to be a successful coach. I mean, you certainly could argue – I don't disagree with that. Yeah, either. argue that and yep. feel that way. Yep. That
4: was critique too, because, of course, he brought his guys from ULL.
2: Yeah, and I just know did
4: that – I mean, Mike Norvell, to his credit, went out when he got to Florida State. He didn't bring guys from Memphis, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. He went out and he found other guys we had coached with previously who had connections to and, Power 5 conferences. Yeah,
2: but then also had to survive them leaving with Dillingham being gone. You know, he was right. always going to be the play caller, but still having to weather that. And, and Matt's We brought made, Kenny
4: in from Auburn, right? Yeah. Kenny was at Auburn before yeah, he went to Florida I believe State. so, yeah.
2: And Matt's made the point – we all have made this point, basically, is that he is the end-all offensively. Okay, he's everything. He's everything. offensively, quarterback, so coach, team,
1: play caller, offensive like Doug. coordinator. He's and, everything. Yeah,
2: and, well, the, Doug, and Doug
4: at least has a brain trust around. Yeah,
2: him. but yeah, but the but the product just does not look like like you see certain teams that are, uh, haven't quite succeeded recruiting or transfer portal wise. They just look better and more polished than this football team at times has looked.
4: You guys watch any other bowls this weekend? Any other bowl I, games? I,
2: I was bouncing Please. back. Lu- Louisville just absolutely shelled Cincinnati, uh, and then what did I get in on? SMU. Good because
4: that's our yeah. oh, SMU BYU. Yeah BYU Fresno
2: Fresno State Wash State was you know I just kind of bounced in and out on them. I was post Christmas
1: bowls are the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah mm-hmm. yeah they'll be good. Any pre Christmas bowls or just rag yeah. tags.
2: Yeah.
4: I just had to bring up uh, a certain bowl game that I didn't even know was going on. Mm-hmm. Rice and Southern Miss. Did you see this stat line? Twenty one carries, three hundred and twenty nine yards, two touchdowns. Guess who? Whoa. JJ. Yeah. You know who?
6: Frank Gore Jr. There yeah. it
4: is, baby. Yeah. Put his daddy in the pride, and Southern Miss got the win, 38-24 awesome. over Rice. That
2: is awesome. Love right. to see
4: it. Maybe the Jacks can add him. I, How yeah. I many more years of eligibility? I think. I think he's twenty-one. I can't keep tabs. He's
2: got a home here in Duval if he wants it. All right, pop off line wide open to you. You can call 207 71 Make it your Modelo moment on a Modelo Monday. Fired up over the Jaguars, beating up on the Dallas Cowboys, sending them on home to Dallas, all dressed up, all the money. That, hey, thank you for the economic boost, Dallas, but head on back, head on back to the Metro play.
0: Driving in from Dallas, $800, buying $600 tickets for nosebleeds, going home with a loss, priceless.
2: It was always the Jags.
0: Monday kicks off the week. Kick Monday night off with a cold Modelo, the official beer of the college football playoff.
2: Two o'clock hours here, in Dallas still trying to figure out what they did wrong to leave Duval with an L on their head. Duval in December, still relevant. We're talking about the postseason. It's something we haven't talked about in a long, long time. And for Dak and Dallas, they leave town after spending all that money uh, and they head back to the Lone Star State. Lonely. Lonely. All right, that's the Modella pop-off line. You guys can keep it going 207-70-71 as the Jaguars will go from a win over Dallas into New York with a chance to stay in the playoff race. And you guys know as well as I do. Seeing the graphic of the Jaguars in the hunt in December, in the hunt on that graphic, massive. It's to feel. Surreal is
1: what it yeah. is. Yeah, It's literally surreal. I mean, because you're talking about a team that has won four games in the previous two years. Four games. Had the number one pick overall the last two years. And they're now in the hunt in the NFL playoffs. Like I said before, this is their playoff right now. These games are their playoff. And they're hitting the right time right now. They're hitting their stretch. They're reaching their stride. Here we go. Let's see what happens.
4: And we talked about it earlier in the program that, unlike 2017, perhaps that was a flash in the pan because it was so built and predicated on defense as opposed to being in a quarterback-driven league and having a quarterback, which completely changes the complexity of the National Football League. I enjoyed one off the text line designed my Lifetime Enclosures. uh, Went from the GOAT. Excuse me, went from the boat to the goat, Mm -hmm. which obviously is lots of fun. And we still love Blake Bortles around here. But there is something to be said about having Trevor Lawrence, who, um, according to NFL on CBS, since November 1st, Trevor Lawrence's passer rating, 111.2. That is first in the National Football League. His completion percentage, 70.4%. That is also first in the National Football League. Doug Peterson talked about it last week, that he felt that that interception on the goal line against the Denver Broncos in London was the turning point. Statistically speaking, that came on October 30th. It has completely changed. The script has completely flipped since the beginning of November.
2: And what I love is that Trevor Lawrence came out of London and basically said it's got to change. I'm taking... I'm taking issue with my play. I'm taking issue with our team's play. We can't be losing these football games. And then he comes out of the loss to Detroit, where they had 40 points hung on him. They only scored 14. And he basically said, we laid down as a football team, which I think is massive to hear the quarterback say. Second-year quarterback saying this, basically calling his entire team out. And since then, They've been on a tear. It's like we tell everybody in Duval, you guys have ended some streaks here. Take a look at how long it's been since you've beaten an NFC, NFC team. Take a look at how long it's been since you've beaten the Titans in Nashville. That was since 2013. They're now on back-to-back wins, very important wins, and sending Dak back to Dallas with an L was massive. And you start to take a look at the number one overall pick against the number two overall pick Thursday night up in the Meadowlands against Zach Wilson. Dak, or excuse me, Trevor can make another statement Thursday night against the Jets. You know, the thing
1: is, you talked about laying down, him calling out them for that they laid down as a team. That's fine and well, but those guys got to respond, too. That's the difference. They've responded. Everyone on that team has responded. And I think in this league, where the difference between 6-8 and eight and 10-4 and is so minute, these guys have responded now. They are now playing to their ceiling. Whereas before... They weren't playing to their ceiling. They were just going through the motions in some games, including the Detroit game, which was what, you know three weeks ago. They've now hit their ceiling. These guys now feel it. And like I said earlier, it's no longer about picking up your paycheck every Tuesday. Now it's like, hey, man, we are in the middle of it right now. We can actually win games and get to the playoffs.
4: What a difference a year makes, right? Oh, my gosh. Can can I give you some stats, courtesy of our, our good friends over at SI Jaguar Report? Uh, here are the Jaguars' top four pass catchers in seventeen games, seventeen games a season ago. Marvin Jones, seventy-three catches for eight hundred and thirty-two yards, four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. LaVisca Chenault, sixty-three catches, six hundred and nineteen yards, zero touchdowns. Laquan Treadwell. 33 catches, 434 yards, one touchdown. James Robinson, a running back, old friend alert, by the way. We'll see him on Thursday. Mm. 31 catches, 222 yards, zero receiving touchdowns. So that's last year in 17 games. In 14 games this year, (laughs) Zay Jones, 74 catches, 764 yards, five touchdowns. Christian Kirk, 73 yards, 966 yards, 7 touchdowns. Evan Ingram, 61 catches, 610 yards, 4 touchdowns. Marvin Jones, oh, wait, didn't we, last year, leading receiver, 35 catches, 424 yards, 3 touchdowns. And I can tell you this, in talking to Marv, he's A-OK with that.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, that guy has made impactful plays. Circus catches, just the moment that you needed to have somebody deliver. He's been able to deliver. Now, think of also what we said about last year and how, well, just how piss poor this football team was as a whole collectively. A three-win football team in a 17-game schedule didn't win that last game until the end against the Colts. They knocked him out of the postseason, which was a huge statement from Trevor. But think about what happened. Rayshon Jenkins last year was a second-guess guy at the safety position. Was he overpaid? Has he not made enough plays? He comes back Sunday against the Cowboys, has 18 tackles, two interceptions, a walk-off winner, when is the last time you saw a guy ball like that on the defensive side of the football? And then couple that with Zay Jones, maybe a a kind of like, who is this guy that they just signed type of guy, comes into Jacksonville and look at the numbers that he was able to put up, a career-high three touchdowns, six receptions for 103 yards. I mean, that stuff doesn't happen very often in Duval. The combination of an offensive star, a defensive star, not even naming Trevor leading to this win against the Cowboys.
1: That's big. Yeah, it's, just, it's more than just that, too. It's, it's, there are multiple guys in this team where last year they were either lost or going through the motions, and now they're different players. I mean, we, talk, we joke about Juwan Taylor. He's certainly playing for a contract. He's playing fantastic right now at right tackle. I mean, look, look at Travis Etienne. Didn't play last year because of the injury. Comes in this year, he's one of the best backs in the league. So they're getting impacts everywhere on this roster that you didn't have last year. Rayshawn Jenkins is a perfect example. What was he last year?
2: Yeah. What, what kind of
1: player was he? he two was, passes defended yeah, in was, a
4: season compared to two passes defended yesterday he alone. He
1: literally is having an all-pro season right now. So I think Tyson Campbell, another guy, couldn't turn around on deep throws. Couldn't get his head turned around. Now he's one of the best young corners in the league. So it's, I think it's development. I think it's a, it's a situation where these guys now are starting to feel the idea of, whoa, this isn't like four wins in the last two years. This is like four wins in a month or four wins in five weeks, and they're starting to feel the good of what it can be in the National Football League.
2: XL Primetime on Modelo Monday. You can make it your Modelo moment. All you got to do is hit the pop-off line 207 as we cruise through the 2 o'clock hour. We'll still be celebrating this win for a while here in Duval over Dallas. <music>
8: to throw, looking, looking, fires middle of the field and that ball is picked off, it is picked off by Rayshon Jenkins, he's running it back along the right sideline, that is going to be a touchdown, that is going to be a touchdown, the Jags are going to win it on a Rayshon Jenkins pick six, are you kidding me, how good is that?
0: This is XL Primetime. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL.
1: You Nooners asked for it. The hesitation, I'm telling you, the hesitation. Right after, it's almost like he realizes, wait a second, this is real. This is actually playing out in front of me. And you could tell because his voice starts to crack a little bit. Franz just crushed it.
4: It I don't think he could believe it at first. I I think a lot of us couldn't believe it. That Rayshon Jenkins had actually just picked off Dak Prescott and was bringing it 52 yards back to the house.
2: Yeah, and think about just how this thing unfolded a 21-7 to deficit to a comeback to getting back in position to win a football game, then Trevor taking off and running, getting the ball knocked out, you think you're done again, and they were still able to claw their way back. Hey, look, Frank has called a lot of bad football games, okay? And so he probably just had to pinch himself just for a moment, saying, holy smokes, this really is happening.
4: The Jaguars scored seven points in the first half. Seven. Yeah. Insert the friend's seven. 7-7 7-7 seven, seven reference right there. Um, they then only kicked a field goal on their opening drive of the second half in which everyone was like, oh, good, you can double dip here. You got the ball before the half. You try to get some points here. You try to get some points coming out of the break. They got three. It was still 20 23-10, and they still found a way back. A team that, again, was only averaging 22, 23, 24-ish points scored per game yeah. scored 33 points in the second half. Against a heralded Dallas Cowboys defense. Yeah, but you know what?
1: I gotta be honest with you. Even when it was down there, down twenty-seven ten a- after the pick, I was like, I think they're all right. I mean, when you got sixteen there, there's no game that's out of reach right now. There's no game out of reach. And literally, the first pass after the pick, the first pass it was a great play design where they had you know Maynard going out a little bit offline, coming down on I believe it was uh, it was uh, the edge. It was Lawrence, I believe. Mm-hmm blocking him, keeping him out of the way just long enough for Trevor to do that little waggle, throwing it on the run. It looked like one of his college throws from Clemson. Just a dart to Marvin Jones. First throw after the pick, touchdown. Yeah. I mean, you see that, and then all of a sudden it's 27-17. You're thinking, they're not anywhere close to being out of this thing. It's a long way to go.
2: And and if you looked around the stadium, if you looked around the bank, you saw way too many Cowboy fans that parked their fannies in our seats. Dallas came into Duval, tried to have their own little – Dallas takeover, and in the end, this team was able to get the job done. And, you know, we go back to that Detroit game. Think about this. They had 40 points hung on them three weeks ago. They turn around, they score 36 and exercise a demon up in Nashville, beating the Titans, and they come back and they score 40 of their own in the comeback fashion that you're talking about. From 17 down to scoring 40, the way that they have done it, and for Doug Peterson to have this type of an impact this in this short amount of time for Doug Peterson to be able to turn that corner, get everybody believing and all basically working and pulling the rope together, it's a massive, massive step forward for this franchise.
4: 207-7071 is the number to reach the Modelo Moment pop-off line at. You also can hit us up on the text line. Designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010 with your thoughts on the Jaguars' win and looking ahead to Thursday night because, mm-hmm. listen, As much as this Jaguars team has had success against the New York football Jets up, or excuse me, here in Duval County, they lost up at MetLife Christmas time last year. As a New Jersey native, I would like to thank the National Football League for once again scheduling uh, the game at Christmas. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the free trip home. Um, But but the fact of the matter is, is that this Jaguars team had fired Urban Meyer two weeks before they went up to MetLife last year. A lot of folks said, all right, they, they got that distraction out of the way. Now maybe we start seeing Trevor Lawrence emerge. And we quickly forget. They laid an egg against the Houston Texans, and then they came up literally five yards short, five feet short as a matter of fact, against the Jets this time one year ago. That's what I'm most curious to see, how many Jaguar players, and I understand that it's a little bit of a different roster. I, I'm so curious to see how many guys remember that moment and actually, you know, you hear the Jets and you're like, oh, the Jets. Mm-hmm. But you know what? How, I mean, how many how many guys hold that near and dear, knowing how last year's game ended? The
1: majority of this roster is is the same to last year. These are the same guys that kept saying, you know, we got good players in that locker room, man. We can win games. And we were all like, no, you don't. <laughs> right? Yeah. And now all of a sudden, the team that's picked first in the draft the last two years, that's won four games in the last two years, now they're 6-8. and eight. They're, I mean, they're literally a handful of players away from being 10-4 and four right now. So maybe they were right last year. Maybe the beginnings were there. They just weren't directed in the
2: right way. And now
1: with Doug Peterson and his staff, they're directed.
2: Yeah, you, properly. Yeah, you should never, ever, ever minimize the value of a good coach. There haven't been too many Super Bowl winning coaches that have gone to their next post in the NFL and succeeded, meaning taking another team to the Super Bowl and winning. But we should never, ever minimize what Doug Peterson has brought to Duval. We get caught up in that, too. Uh, oh, my gosh. We because, always talk about
1: players in the NFL. Yeah, it's- Well
2: I just think that Doug has a belief in what he's doing. He's been in those NFC East wars for a long, long time. He knows you got to kick, scratch, and claw, do anything you possibly can to produce a win. And he also knew that he wasn't going to get off of his path. This is how we're going to run this football team. Guys are going to understand and start to respond, which Trevor's – leading the way, but that statement that he has been making here over the last two or three weeks is now paying off with a belief by this football team and by this franchise's, you know,
1: fan base. I mean, this is what we all thought Herb would do. We thought Herb would come in here yeah. and yeah. change the way they think about football, change the way they react in specific situations, in stressful situations, in adversity, and they just imploded last year. Now all that we thought was going to happen last year with Herb is now playing out with Doug Peterson. Yeah. They're, they have changed the way they think about playing football right now on this team. It's impressive. Before we close the book on the Cowboys
4: win, because mm-hmm. I, I do think it was monumental in, mm-hmm. in the history of this franchise. I mean, time will tell, but I do want to just go through some of the other numbers from this game. You talked about Demarcus Lawrence. How many tackles do you think Demarcus Lawrence had against the Jaguars?
2: Not a lot. One. Yeah.
4: yeah. One tackle against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Michael Parsons, to his credit, had 11 pressures. He had the one big sack where he beat Brandon Scherf. How many tackles do you think Michael Parsons finished with?
2: I think four, something like that. Three, yeah.
4: Three, three. Trayvon Diggs, seven tackles. I'll give you that one. How many times did we hear his name called, though?
2: Yeah, no. Because, not, not making plays down the field. Because, oh, that's
4: right, uh, Trevor Lawrence threw for 318 yards on him in that Cowboys secondary. Yeah. It's not too shabby. And, of course, as we alluded to off the top of the program, Rayshon Jenkins with an NFL record, 18 total tackles, two passes defended, two interceptions. Do want to give flowers, though, to Foye Oluwakun as well. 14 tackles again. According to some of our friends on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, I believe he's it's five or ten tackles away from the single-season NFL record in tackles. Yeah. This is a guy who led the league last year in tackles comes to Jacksonville and is now doing the same thing. And I think that there is something to be said about the fact that he's doing it while he has two rookies lined up next to him, that he's trying to get them into position while also making plays.
2: Just know this. This team, over the course of its franchise's existence, has struggled to take a win, put another win behind it, and then actually get on a win streak. You know what's at stake here when we're talking about Thursday night football? When is the last time this football team's had a three-game win streak, okay? It doesn't happen very often. And we can go back to the late 90s when Jacksonville went up to the Meadowlands and took on a Keyshawn Johnson-led New York football team in the postseason, and they ended up getting sent home back to Duval. So there's some bad memories up in New Jersey, up in New York, when it comes to facing the Jets. This is another time when they can exercise a demon. And they can basically go up there, keep a win streak going, keep your playoff hopes alive, and leave there with a dub. And that would be just so damn big for this football team and for this franchise to be able to do that. Short week too, man.
1: That's yeah. gonna help them. Yeah. The so short week will help them because you're not sitting around thinking, you know, it's typical of twenty four hours, you got twenty four hours to celebrate, then you get back to work, and you are right back to work. Yeah. And it's short week and it's all right, we gotta win this game because now we are one up right now. Here we go. All we got to do is finish out, win out, and we're there. Control yeah. your own destiny. Yeah, the short we- week's going to help
2: them. Yeah, which – yeah, I'm, just to follow what you said, I 100% agree. It may be quicker to get to the next kickoff so they don't get full of themselves. That's for sure. It's XL Prime
5: time.
7: Glory to God, too, because it felt amazing. It was, it was a moment of, you know, overcoming what personally I was going through and to be there, but, I mean uh, – It was quite special to say the least. There's there's not really words for it, for sure.
0: This is XL Primetime, protected by preferred roofing on 1010XL.
2: Say, Jones, uh, you got to give him, man, a lot of credit. Super pumped about coming out of what was an injury-affected game against Detroit. Remember, he went from catching a bunch of footballs against Baltimore, helping this team to that come-from-behind win, to not disappearing, actually kind of showing up, with not having such a good game in Detroit. And he comes back and balls up in Nashville and then really, really puts a game together uh, with this one. Think of the catches that he made. If you have a half dozen catches and three of them are touchdowns, that's a good day. How about a half dozen catches, three of them touchdowns, and you go over 100 yards? That's a really good day. And, and, and I, I can't help but just keep saying it. You know, Zay making plays – Time and time and time again, one of the more discounted free agent signings for for this franchise, really. And uh, it was an underwhelming reaction from the fans type of signing, and he has come up big. He has played his fanny off. He really has. All right, so this team, Minnesota and Cincinnati. All came from 17 down or more in the case of Minnesota to win. So let's do it, uh, JJ. We got a uh, rewind with this cyber chick as we go back in time, courtesy of Cycles of Jacksonville. Remember, if you had a lousy weekend, you can have a lot of fun by heading into the Big Boy store with Big Boy Toys. Cycles of Jacksonville, right there on Atlantic near Regency. Let's go back in the time machine.
7: The Dolphins get smashed with snowballs.
0: Good snap. Good hold. Good kick. And the Bills slide into the postseason for the fourth straight year.
7: The Vikings with an epic comeback.
0: And the kick is good. It's a winner at U.S. Bank Stadium. And the Vikings are kings in the north once again.
7: The Bengals stay hot. Frozen.
0: Will Wilcox has it. Touchdown, Cincinnati for the closer.
7: The Chiefs win their seventh straight division.
0: McKinnon, Brown, a block, and a block. And we'll there open up the door. The game is over. Touchdown run, McKinnon. The Chiefs have won.
7: The Titans are a joke franchise.
0: Pressure's coming. Herbert eludes the rush. Throws on the run, and it is caught. Clock Mac is running 43-yard attempt out of the hole to the punter. Champion. Scott Dicker, the kicker, he's got it.
7: The Patriots throw a hail scary. Well, is anyone going
0: to... It was the 30, flips it back. Stanford band nowhere in sight. Uh-oh. It's picked off. oh Oh,
3: no. Unbelievable. Oh, wow.
2: Well, the moments that this NFL weekend provided, and I say NFL weekend because it had Saturday and Sunday, you can really go back to Thursday night action and it'll continue tonight uh, with Monday Night Football. Again, that's the Baker Mayfield led Rams setting up to Green Bay to take on Aaron. But uh, that was tough love from JJ. He brought the cyber cat in not the cyber chick you brought the cyber cat in had to bring my buddy in yeah, uh, yeah. i
6: was very disparaging in the titans <laughs> yeah so yeah. I
2: mean, uh, he just went after them.
4: well wait can we can we give take people behind the curtain a little bit here yeah. uh jj in our group message last night which a bunch of us are you know still at the stadium getting mm-hmm. work done and jj's of course here at 1010 xl headquarters manning the board and he goes oh by the way ryan tanny hill just died jacks <laughs> yeah. just won the afc south
6: i was shocked that he was able to come back in the game he man. was he they was. carted him off and everything, and I was like, this is it. They they actually put up a decent fight. And did in you that see game? the end of Lazarus. this game
2: where it was it was Derrick Henry in the Wildcat. Derrick Henry left, yeah. Derrick Henry right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they, they had no
1: <laughs> other option. So, so I want to go back to what you said about Zay Jones because I don't think this is this gets uh illuminated yeah. enough. Okay w- what this team did in the offseason to help Trevor Lawrence, the guys he was thrown to last year were. Marvin Jones was the one. LaVisca Shenault was the two. Zero touchdowns. Yeah. Treadwell was the three. On and off three. Dan Arnold was your tight end. Now he's got Zay Jones. <laughs> he's got Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, and Evan Ingram. Well, it's made you change your they've got three threes. Holy cow. Right? Well, I mean, has it's it just, made you change your three threes? Uh, of course it has. It's yeah. a, and it's also just you can see what happens. You know, we all said this. All the analysts, national analysts said this. You got to get guys around him. But, boy, when he gets guys around him, when you see they've got guys around him now, look how much of a different player he is. Yeah. And I know he grew from year two because of coaching. I get all of that. But it's also easier when you've got guys that make plays for you, too. These guys still have too many drops. Number one in the league. Right. But there are also guys that go out and make plays for him, too.
4: Back to the Titans real quick, and then I want to wrap with some of our other favorite notes of the NFL weekend. This one's courtesy of Paul Kaharski, who used to work for the Titans, mm-hmm. worked for the Tennessean for a little while. Now he does some stuff with OutKick and then also his own website. He was in the Titans locker room in Los Angeles yesterday. Here is his tweet. Thoughts coming out of the Titans locker room. That's a tired, beat-up team with zero answers. Several were surprised to hear the Jaguars are only a game behind them and <laughs> seem nervous about it. Need a shake-up, but what can be done? And yeah. as Matt noted to me, Paul's been covering the Titans oh, yeah. for decades. Years. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. would
2: have Kaharski on back in the day a ton. and, and he, So he knows
4: what a locker oh, room yeah. that Shook looks like.
2: And you know what else he is? He's not prone to hyperbole, and he's more of a no-nonsense guy than he is anything else. Yep. And, and so true. when he's saying that, he's basically taking their reaction and, and, and putting it down on paper or in, in digital – and he basically knows that this football team, look, Mike Vrabel has had a personality that that team would gravitate to. And they're tough and all that kind of stuff. But the losses in terms of talent are a plenty. When you go Taylor one and Conklin, and you can go down the line with the other guys that, that aren't 100%, and then you take a look at some of the other losses, minimal, uh, minimal playmaking guys in the secondary, oh, nothing the behind receivers? Derrick Henry.
1: Who their receivers? Yeah.
2: Who are you throwing it to? And, and you know, John o Smith and A.J. Brown, you can go on and on with the guys that they don't have anymore over, say, a two-year period where guys have been how signed away or they're gone. How huge of a mistake was that to let A.J. go, to not a- it sign It was him. massive. That's why John Robinson well,
4: probably doesn't have a job right now. I, I think oh,
2: when you say how please. massive, it's a guy got fired over it. Right. Honestly, I think so that's – To be
6: fair to the Tech uh, Titans, uh-huh. though, he, like, was forcing his way out. He goes to the team. He was – it's not exactly like they were just like, hey, we don't want to pay well, this guy, get out of here. Well, it, true.
2: It, it all right. So they
6: started it by it was playing with wide receiver with it. situation. Right, but no. they, they clearly started by playing hardball. With yes. It. Yeah.
2: But here's what's crazy. Think about this, okay? He tried to they all want to get paid. Who you know, these guys all try and force sure. their way out. And until they should too, yeah. And and the thing is is that he left a guy that was a pretty good thrower and went to Philly not knowing that Jalen was going to turn into a pretty good thrower. And Tennessee knew that that team was wired through the diesel and they just couldn't spend that money on the receiver because they had already spent a bunch on, on Tannehill, Tannehill and and Henry. Well, as we
4: talk yeah. about how God awful the Titans wide receiving core is, yeah. what's Mac Jones working with up well, in New England? As not- much as we want to blame Jacoby Myers for the crazy lateral. Yeah. And-
1: the same thing who- Brady worked with year after year, basically.
4: All right, so there we go. So my question is, and we'll end with this, mm-hmm. who retires first? Bill Belichick, or that Tom Brady who, as we alluded to, not only allowed a 17-point lead to dissolve away yesterday, yeah. he has eight losses for the first time in his career.
2: Oh, yeah. you, you could like I don't know how far back you'd have to go uh, to find December losses like this on Tom Brady's resume, but belly the heat's going to get a little bit more on him, but there's no way they're going to get rid of him without him saying, all right, let's go ahead and and, and orchestrate. Uh, an exit because what if he leaves
6: what if what if Belichick decides I'm just done here you know like I need to go somewhere else I need to draft a quarterback high or whatever like could he be like the Houston Texans coach next season
2: right in other words Robert Kraft could negotiate a trade players coming in coach going out oh yeah not impossible to think that wait a minute does Jerry Jones know about this oh maybe he's headed to Dallas
0: now, the two minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet, keeping 1010XL talking with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop.
2: Frank Franchi joins us now as, well, the party continues. Uh, we made <clears throat> Dak yak, okay? <sighs> and Dallas got the H out of town and headed back to uh, the Lone Star State. Frank Franchi joins us now. And we were talking about it earlier, Frank. We did the uh, uh, your play by play, and, and yeah. Matt yeah uh, asserted that uh you were speechless for a half a second because you went did that just happen
8: well well that was part of it was yeah the other part of it was yeah. the, but the other part of it was the last thing and you guys know this the last thing you want to do on a play by play is is call something that didn't happen i couldn't tell if he trapped it yeah were, were you guys in the me, were you still yeah, in the press close? box? Yeah.
4: No, I actually – Dave Campo texted me last night, and he's like, where did you go? I left when Trevor fumbled the ball to go downstairs to be ready in the tunnel. Okay. I was standing in the tunnel the whole time. Okay,
8: so because you couldn't – in the press – I asked Lauren because she was still in the press mm-hmm. box. Could you t- I couldn't tell if it hit the ground. Wow. So, so you don't want – the last thing you want to do is a play-by-play, guys, call something right. that didn't happen. You want to wait. Well, he's running. Okay? <laughs> now i got to say something, all right? Guy's running. Okay? He's got the ball and he's running. So well, I said, at this point, screw it. I'm going all in on he picked it off, and if I'm an idiot, I'm an idiot. Because you really couldn't tell. Oh yeah, And even the Cowboys' sideline, nobody could tell if he really right. caught it. Well,
4: that's what was crazy and being in the tunnel, because yeah. there's a delay, because we're watching on the monitor. Okay, And so we hear cheering, but obviously we knew there were tons of Cowboys fans, so yeah. we don't know yeah. if it's a good thing for the Cowboys or a good yeah. thing for the Jags. And the crowd noise, it was like a crescendo, because you could tell a lot of people right. were like, wait.
5: Yeah. wait wait happen? wait
4: so yeah. and so it was definitely like this weird crescendo of yeah. sorts yeah. and so we had no idea until about five seconds later yeah as the noise is like still going but yeah. kind of dying down and, and it, that's when it happened
2: it almost touched the
8: turf right, right. For, for the ball almost hit the ground yeah. and i could not tell and then after that i'm like okay there's gonna be a flag he right. trapped it The right. whistle blew it dead this isn't really to your point matt this isn't really happening yeah. right and then when we realized it did happen, then we lost our mind. Then, then, then that's when yeah. you lost your mind. Then it was like, how good is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. So it's, uh, it's, pretty it's our version
2: of the immaculate reception. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
8: I will imma- tell you this:
4: and I was I was reenacting for uh, the the queen of the building and Steve, yeah. our yeah. our general manager, yeah. this morning how the the stretching motion that Rayshon yes, Jenkins yes, had. Yes. I, I almost pulled my hamstring just trying to. You know, stretch out it and a, like reenact it. It was a
2: great play. He did
4: it at 100 miles an hour. Yeah.
2: And Aluakan got that block off. Yeah. Okay.
8: Yeah. And I, when he I still saw hit the, re- him on the side. when but, I saw the replay, yeah. I'm said I'm glad I didn't see it real time. Yeah. Because 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 number one, they shouldn't have called it because it was right. he, his head was in front of him. Exactly. He got the. But block. sometimes those guys love to throw those oh, block yeah. in the back. Yeah, so yeah. I'm glad they did. But what what a what a win. We'll certainly talk about that. I you guys have done this, I'm sure today. There were a lot of heroes in that game. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram, what a play. What a play What a play by Evan Ingram. And by the way, your kicker's still got to drill that thing. Mm-hmm. Okay? You say what you years. want. You still got to make it.
2: But think of it, Frank, Zay and Ray, okay? yeah, yeah. Ray Sean yeah, tackled yeah. his tail off and had two massive plays, obviously the, the walk-off winner, and then Zay Jones, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. He had a great game, then a bad game. And he has come back with two really, really good games. This was a great game.
8: And it really was a great game. And this has kind of become – you know, Christian Kirk was emerging as one of the good receivers in the league. This has been a coming out year for Zay Jones. It really, it's been a, it's been a cool thing. He's a neat, yeah. he's a neat. Yeah, when you meet him, by the way, you know he introduces himself as Isaiah. Oh, you yeah. probably know that, right, man? Yeah. Yeah. He introduced. Did you know that? Yeah. He, he walks up to me at train camp. He says, "I'm just, Isaiah." Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. So he doesn't say yeah. I'm Zay. He said, "Anytime you enter, hey Frank, I'm Isaiah." Right. So, yeah. so he's a he's a soft spoken neat kid. He, I tell you, those three receivers are good. So today we'll probably talk about that. Um, we'll probably get to the bowl game and the Gator game and all that. But uh, look. There's not a lot to do today. No. Today it's about three. It's a three-hour victory Monday. And if, you wanna, if you want
2: to, if you want to fire Billy Napier at the end of the show. No, you fine. know what? I'll if we it. fire him, let's fire him tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. 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 Whether we
8: keep him or let, let's let's whatever we decide, <laughs> let's decide it tomorrow. Okay. Because okay, today's all about Zach. Thanks, guys.
2: All right. All right. We uh, we agree. Uh, Frank, Franji, Ace, Caroline, Lauren, Brooks, Agent Gibbs. They will they will have. Think it. about this.
1: December twenty-two. Yeah. They're going to be in a game that's significant. That matters. December twenty-two.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and honestly, to, to to that point right there, bro, there haven't been too many Duval December gifts that have been put under Christmas trees uh, for for the Jaguar fan of late, and that this would be massive. How about in the
1: history of the franchise? Yeah. There's
2: been what six? Well, yeah, five or just six. It's been a long time, but yeah, there'll be a lot of, uh, of of Jacksonville smiling over the idea that they can go there. Got to win that game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Got to win that game. All right, we are out. Thanks to Modella. Don't forget the official beer of the college football playoff, and you can have a cold one tonight and get ready for all that playoff action coming up. Modella, you'll find it right there in the cooler section of your local grocer. We are out. Joe C. Mio O'Brien, Maddie Hayes. Check out all his stuff at SaturdayDownSouth.com. Big Surce and J.J. LaSelva talking to you manana.